podcast episode 15 traveling with Hayley Cambridge and she has a nice little coffee on the go there and a dog anyway I met uh, Hayley in Australia in 2014 13 oh 14 oh. no 13 yeah no 14 no 14 oh shit it's a bad start isn't it um <laughs> at Margaret River uh, in the backpackers there and we're gonna have a right laugh talking about um a bit of UK where we're both from some previous travel, maybe some bit of Europe, and then smashing in Australia. We've got some, for the first time ever on the podcast, some questions from the audience. Uh, are you excited about wow. that, Amy? Welcome to the show. Are you excited? <laughs> um, yes, very excited. Very. I've given you the prep talk. Um, so Hayley's worried about her swearing, so I'm looking forward to how many cocks and fucks she's going to get in the early doors. Um, <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. So, if anyone wants to keep a tally and lets me and like let me know how many I actually come out with, please do. Cool. I mean, chuck a quid in for every time. Quids <laughs> in, mate. Millionaires, mate. <laughs> so, right, let's start from the beginning. Before Australia and Europe, UK, you're from Chippenham. Mm, is that Wilshire? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Is it posh? Um, so, uh. I wouldn't say posh. There's okay. parts of it that could be, um, yeah, you could say parts of it are posh. Where yeah. I'm from, it's not particularly posh. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen This Country, the no. TV show, no? You haven't no. seen it? Oh, no. Gosh. All right, okay. Well, I have. And um, so it's basically a mockumentary that's okay. based, um, based in the Cotswolds. A little it's a comedy village yeah 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 yeah, that. yeah 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 so basically that is Chippenham right okay <laughs> it's um got um yeah. it's, the, it's the the lady Daisy from May. Taskmaster yeah Daisy May Cooper Daisy yeah. May Cooper yeah. yeah and her brother yeah yeah funny show Curtin and Care <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> it's funny because oh Emma, so Emma, basically... Emma lived in uh, Oxford so oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you always assume that Oxford's like posh and I'm sure it is it's got the university etc but there's like a huge council estate there. it's like one of the biggest in Europe or something um wow. but yeah but some of this uh this country is like based in that sort of area you think oh does that exist but I guess yeah, it, does. it definitely does it does <laughs> and that's where I'm from uh, so, so when... the Cotswolds is the, is the nice bit the Cotswolds lovely isn't it god dream yeah gorgeous all those so like, little villages like, and trendy little... Yeah, Castle Coombe. Yeah. Made famous by... Oh, shit, here we go. Top Gear or something. There's a, they're on the, there's a racetrack there. Oh, right, okay. No, yeah. It's not my bag. Um, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's I, I've, I've seen Top Gear, but Jeremy Clarkson, <laughs> is he from Oxfordshire? Did he live there? He might live there. Not sure. Um, no, no idea. No, no idea. idea, to be fair. So when you grew up there, did you have a burning desire to travel or was it just, um, you know, was it a luxury to go away or go on holiday? Um, It was a luxury to go away and go on holiday. Um, I had absolutely no desire to travel, didn't Mm know. Oh, well, I was just scared of of new things, try new things, change. um, Yeah like going to different countries and not being able to speak the language. So there was no real desire. Um, but we did start going to Greece, I think. Um, oh, dream. Yeah, yeah. Or um, Falaraki. When or... I was about, 
when I was about six or seven, we used to go on an annual holiday to Greece, yeah. uh, Greek island. Um, so I've been to quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Greece. Be to... That is on my own. Um, oh, okay. Wow. Those islands. I know there's a bit of grimness like Zante and Falaraki and all those grim ones where people party. But yeah, there's a lot of islands that look pretty nice, like a lot of options. So I'd love to go there, actually. It's on the list. What's that one that's like um, Instagrammable? The one that's... Um... Oh, Santorini. Oh, that's it. Yeah, the dream. Yeah. If you've got like a million quid, get there. I'd love to go there, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I've done quite a few Greek islands. Um, Germany, driven through France on the way yeah. to Germany. Um where else have I been this is when uh, you were a kid was it this is all when I was a kid yeah so quite well traveled as a kid yeah um, 100% yeah I was still stuck in um, Skegness and Lincolnshire at that point <laughs> no but we did used to go oh fuck where did we used to go oh, um there we go um <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't Butlins it wasn't anything as good as that it was Haven Yes. Haven holidays. Haven holidays. Yeah, yeah. we used to with Tony the Tiger. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, so that, that is a, a walk down memory lane. Okay. <laughs> so that was our first proper experience of holidays, and then then we started going to Greece when Mum and Dad kind of like sorted their shit out a little bit more. What? Um, Why have I got Portugal in back of my mind? Is that when your parents are from, or used to no, live, um, or moved to? It's in my back of mind that, somewhere. <laughs> we'll get to that okay we'll get to that right cool. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's part of um like once I moved out here they started making moves mum and dad so yeah. um yeah we'll, come to we'll, that. we'll get to that part but I was gonna ask you if you um ever like you didn't go on holidays abroad did you when you were a kid no um very working no. class so um yeah because my parents stood up when I was really young, like 10 yeah. or 11. Um, that put an extra strain, you know, single parent and all that sort of stuff. And mum yeah. tried, I guess, her best, but could never really take us away. Like, it just wasn't possible. But um, yeah. my dad did take us away uh, a few years. Um, when I was really young, when they were together, I think we went to Cornwall was probably the best one we had. Um, oh, wow. Other than that, it was just uh, Lincolnshire is not too far from us. It's like a two-hour Two and a half hour yeah, drive up, so it's there. like Lincoln and Mablethorpe and Skegness, um, all along the east coast. Um, it's not my favourite part of the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I didn't go away uh, abroad at all. No. Apart from the first taste was in sixth form um, school okay. trip to, no, I lie. No, sorry, year 10, school trip to Belgium, history trip. That's my first trip abroad. Nice. Yeah, um, I think I heard you mention that in an earlier. Episode. Yeah, like seeing all the war memorials. Yeah. It wasn't exactly a um, happy, happy time, but a bit of history in it. <laughs> yeah. Weird story, though. Yeah. Weird... Mm. Actually, while we're here, weird story about that. One of our teachers is really old. He's, I think it's called Mr. Ruddock. I could be wrong. Um, he's got grey hair. Yeah. At the time, he had grey hair. He must be like 80 now, but just like 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And as, per, as you start to know when you're older teachers, when they go away, they have to be like responsible. They've got all the kids there. But I imagine they have one night where they let, go a little bit loose and have a few beers. Oh, yeah. And we all, we all caught on to this. Like, right, if they're having beers, and so are we. And we somehow managed to go to all, like, it's off licenses in Belgium at the time. We must have been 15 <laughs> and get all these beers and do a beer run. 
it's carnage. Like people in the dorms, like we're all boozing up at 15. Like there's people getting with people. It's absolute carnage. And then one of the teachers came to tell us off, and that was Mr. Ruddock. And he came in and he said, Right, kids, get ready. It's World War Three. Like, what? what? He's like, Yeah, the Germans are attacking. I was like, Oh my God. Like, this is our history teacher. He's like, Yeah, get 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 your guns, we've got to go. I'm like, nah, mate, you just boozed up. Like, don't, don't try and play a sort of fool. He's like, absolutely gone. Then one of the other teachers came and yeah. said, Hey, Mr. Ruddock, just just come come with me. Um, let's go to the teacher's room and he's and then that normal teacher told us to like all go back to bed. Um, and be quiet but that's really strange <laughs> what was he gonna make you do oh god no it's, weird. It's, too, it's, too, it's 2005 it was 2006 back in the day no rules then was there um oh my god why yeah that's my first experience in abroad before i was an adult oh my god amazing <laughs> so did you um you also went to uni yeah. uh, after school right Where'd you go? I did. London South Bank. Where where's it actually London based? South Bank. <laughs> <laughs> um, where is it? It's okay. Uh, it's not New Cross, is it? Waterloo. Waterloo, okay. Elephant and Castle. Grim. Yeah. Absolutely fucking grim. Yeah. So right. my first my well, I went to the open day. Um and there was a there was a child taking a shit in the doorway of the uni. <laughs> like, as you do. I was like, yeah, brilliant. Sign me the fuck up. That sums up South East London to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm sure it's a bit trendy now. But um, no, it's, Castle, it's or, really or remember, nice now. There's a club there, isn't there, called the Corona Club? Ministry of Sound. Ministry of oh. Sound, yeah. There's another one called Corona Club, maybe. Or Coronet. The Coronet. Coronet sorry, the Coronet. The That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I was meant to go there once. Um, I think time went there. Because one of our friends, um, Matilda, hey, haven't had spoken to you for about 15 years, but hi. Um, she <laughs> has a brother called George. Hi, George. And he owns like a really successful um, digital music company now. I think they're called B Digital, I think they're called, off the top of my head. But at the time, before that set up, he was getting quite known as a DJ. Um, and he yeah. was DJing there in that coronet club, and we went there like free tickets and all that. Um, absolutely yeah. boozed up in the club, and then it was because they're twins, Matilda and George. Um, it's their birthday, and he called up on stage, and she and took. I think she took one of our other friends, Martha, on stage, and they were boozed up dancing in front of like a thousand people. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, oh but yeah, heavy, heavy night. But the the, the nightmare is Southeast London back to West. Oh, it just takes ages mm. to get home, doesn't it? You have to go central and yeah. across. Um, yeah. That's my experience of Elephant Castle. Oh, well, you weren't missing out on much. Although, <laughs> one of my biggest regrets, right, is... So we I was in the nicer halls, um, and my friend lived in, the, like, the shittier ones on Old Kent Road. So it's the brown oh, yeah. one on the Monopoly board. Yeah, yeah. you all know that. So, yeah, cheapest one on the board. Old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the halls there were a bit minging, um, but they had um, Ed Sheeran swing by before oh, yeah. he got famous. Yeah. So this is pre, what's his album? 18, that orange one. No, no idea. So they had him doing his, um, It was it, he just did like a little, I don't know, little jamming session with someone mm. who was um, living in the halls at the time. Okay. And I was invited that night and I didn't go. 
What year was that? And I'm devastated. Um, so when was I there? 2010. Yeah, that, this must have been as he was like. I think I went to a few. I think I went to one of his gigs because I was at music college, mm-hmm. and um, it's called Tech Music School at the time. It's now called BIM. Um, a lot of songwriters go there, and I think friends of friends. I think he knew a few of the songwriters there. And I wouldn't say I knew them as friends, but um, once word gets around that someone at the college knows him, like at the time yeah. he was just known for relentlessly gigging. Like he was just doing gigs yeah, yeah, yeah. all over Europe, like relentlessly, like three hundred days a year. Um, so he sort of had a name for himself before the big big stuff happened. That he was just this guy, ginger guy on the guitar, traveling about yeah. around Europe and sleeping on couches and he used to stuff like that. yeah yeah he used to um like busk in the streets i remember seeing a um, youtube video of him just him and his guitar just out there yeah. and his little loop loop pedal thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. in the streets busking it was like yeah it was around that time mm. so as a travel yeah. podcast he got his traveling in really really early whilst playing some music what a lad <laughs> and now he has invested in Ipswich town so come on you blues right <laughs> he still lives in the area so he's a local lad really compared to me <laughs> right back to travel where are we up to so university bit of london london's grim i'm never going back uh in terms of live because it's just a shithole like great place to too visit hard to live there yeah too hard to live there but great place to visit you can probably spend a week doing loads of different stuff there's loads of free stuff yeah. loads of bars loads of clubs loads of cafes etc parks but to live in tough expensive and quality of life is not great. Agreed. Brilliant. I would never go back. <laughs> <laughs> right. So no, I actually, I actually got depressed when I was there, just because it was just grey, miserable. Yeah. Just people, absolutely everywhere, and like Londoners are just rude. Just relentless. That's all I found it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to get out after yeah. four years. I think at uni, I was just, yeah, I was done with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think my word would be relentless. Um, mm-hmm. I think I enjoy. I ended up. Oh. No, so I say I enjoyed like the no, stuff you can do. Um, but as yeah. a student, it's tough because you don't, even, don't you don't have any money. Exactly. So you can't actually go out and enjoy all the bars, the restaurants, food, like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going for walks along the Thames, um, walking under the eye, um, and like I would just walk. I'd just, just walk. Yeah. that's what I would do just to fill my time mm. and it got to a point where I was just like oh well this is shit like there's only so many times you can walk the same kind of loop yeah um and I ended up moving back to Chippenham and commuting because it was cheaper to actually yeah. yeah um to do that and like just get on the train because it's an hour on the train I think it was two hours door to door like from my house to my uni door yeah. so it made sense save money brilliant yeah a lot of people do do that I think um a lot of people my colleagues should try to move out and like towards the latter part of the years um just become un- like unsustainable um mm-hmm. I had to get a job in my last year um to even keep pace but um hey you do what you got to do don't you um exactly. did you travel much at university like abroad or was that just purely on London literally just in London I didn't go anywhere I was yeah no didn't do oh actually no sorry I tell a lie oh had I finished maybe I'd moved back home so maybe I had a bit more money mm-hmm. um and I did go to 
did go to Marbella. Cool. With my best friend Anish. Um, yeah. We were yeah 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 we were skint. Um, I think what was that for? My twenty second or something twenty second okay. birthday. Yeah. Um, and we went because we were obsessed with the only way is Essex. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Grim. Look, you told me to come on here and be myself, so I yeah am. yeah yeah crack on. So, <laughs> so we went to Marbs. Um, went to all the spots. Well, not all. Well, no, we did. We went to like um ocean beach i think it's ocean beach right. or nikki beach one of them mm. um i know one of them's in ibiza but we, yeah. um when it was open uh during the day literally walked to the door and we were like yeah we can't afford can't afford a bed like can't afford to get any champagne can't afford one drink so we just fucked off back home back to our <laughs> all-inclusive um <laughs> our all-inclusive hotel yeah. yeah well at least that is not shocking shocking yeah um so we did all of that just yeah walk the streets i spent a lot of my life just walking i'm like okay. nothing wrong with that <laughs> no, and like Im- imagining myself in these positions um <laughs> yeah where i can actually able to do things but whatever um and then my other experience was going to the algarve with one of my other best friends zoe where do we go? It's somewhere called uh, Eden Resort. Okay. That was all inclusive as well. That's yeah. really nice down there. Um, yeah, I'd love to go down to the Argyle. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Highly recommend it. But again, skin couldn't really do anything. <laughs> Spent a lot of time walking. Um, <laughs> see, see, look, you, Jay, you get all, so I, all you do is I'm, you get all inclusive <laughs> and then you just go off walking that's that's your holidays back then exactly come back and then you've got all your food and drinks and everything <laughs> at the resort i've never done an inclusive wow. never done it haven't you no what it's do you not, do it's just, then it's not my scene what do i do so what do you Walk? do like you yeah <laughs> um but no, then I you just... go and eat out and stuff you don't well, have money for that james <laughs> you didn't <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like to think I, think I find a bit of a bargain on the go, you know, like um, as cheap as possible. But I do get the appeal of all inclusive because you can get a pretty good deal for a week for a really cheap price. Mm-hmm. And it does appeal to me to an extent, actually, um, mm-hmm. maybe going forward. But I've just never been into it. Like it's like cruise ships, never been, never been on one, just not into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I can imagine that I might just do for one week. Like, for example, Lockdown's been shit, right? Oh, you didn't had it yeah. in Australia. Um, <laughs> like um, here, right? You We've can't do anything because they keep tightening the rules every bloody week. But yeah. when it does go back to normal, which I imagine is in about three months, four months into the fall, South American there, um, I imagine that they're going to open a corridor up between here and Hawaii. That's what I reckon. And I'm going all inclusive, mate. It. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, and it's done. Yeah, I'm get it done. Getting, get walking, and get it done. <laughs> Go for a big walk. Get back for a feed. That's it. Absolute scenes. Scenes. Um. So, um. Yeah, I think those were my only two real experiences. And then, so we went on those holidays just yeah. for the sun. It wasn't to yeah. 
see anything. It wasn't too, and that's how my holidays have always been. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, my dad was big on like going to have a look at things like when yeah. I was a kid, but you just kind of get dragged around and stuff. But um, as an adult, <laughs> I've, not, I've not been interested in anything. So it really baffles me why I'm even on a travel <laughs> podcast because <laughs> I've never been interested. I don't even know how I ended up here. But well, yeah, this is, this is a great, I mean, it's a, it's a unique story. Like, I think it really is. <laughs> the fact that you've gone from just walking around doing all-inclusive hotels in Marbella to now mm-hmm. relocating to Australia full time. Uh, something must yeah. happen there. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting um, that little journey. Um, we will get to that. Yeah. I stalked your Facebook and yeah. I saw some, um, this sounds really creepy. <laughs> I saw some photo <laughs> albums of Portugal and Norway. So where does this yeah. come in? Okay. So when I moved out here, our... Um, this is after Australia my, Oh shit, no, we're gonna to have to cut that bit and go back. No, 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 <laughs> cutting, when no did I go? Allowed. When did I no, so Portugal was the one I was talking about with Zoe. Yeah. Algarve. So yeah. that was yeah, so that was Oh sorry, yeah, we covered that. Yeah, confusing me. Yeah. Because I've been to Portugal a fair bit now. Yeah. Um and I'm confused. Okay, so and Norway. that was Norway was pre Australia, yes. Yes. I went to see my nieces. Um, so my brother uh, moved out there in 2009, 2008, yeah. nine. Yeah, circa. Met a Norwegian girl online. Um, yeah. Decided to go out there and go to uni and then got her pregnant and had to drop out of uni and become oh. a father and a okay. provider. So wonderful. Um, so we went out to see them um, when my niece was about mm, a year old. Don't know. Mm-hmm. And did, um, it, did so they live in Oslo? Is that where they live? Or? No, they live in a place called Hogesund. Um, oh yeah. So it's they've got a football oh, team. James. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we landed, and at the airport, it said, "Welcome to Hogesund." home of the vikings and i was like oh brilliant because i love vikings like wonderful so that's my that's all i really took in um all i know is i was fucking cold yeah cold which is not it's it's yeah it's not one of my um well that's the reason why i left the uk don't like being cold can't stand it yeah Yeah. i don't know why i'm but yeah (laughs) um so i was fucking cold and (laughs) and um we did some hiking we went on some holidays like some um ventina so that's my sister-in-law if you want to call her that yeah um her family have a cabin up in the hills mm-hmm. uh don't know what hills some fucking type of mountain look i i didn't take it in i wasn't <laughs> interested like i said put me in an all-inclusive <laughs> resort i'm all for it but this was this was like, nah, family holiday. So I didn't like anyone. All I was interested in is reading my Game of Thrones book um, oh, yeah. and not interested in kids either. So I don't know exactly where we went. Right. Um... <laughs> we went around a bit. We had to take a ferry. 
we went to I think we went to Oslo. Yeah. No, I fuck knows James. No, Stavanger. Sorry, we went there. Oh yeah. Stavanger and got a ferry somewhere, and then we were up in some bloody mountains yes, in a cabin in the woods with a outdoor toilet, which was wonderful. Oh yeah. Sounds a bit of a dream in Norway, though. That's the classic Norway scene, isn't it? In the mountains, in a cabin, cold. Classic Norway. Yeah, yeah they love all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can't help it, can they? I've got no choice. Um, so we were, we were, so it was summer there. So that's the only reason they got me oh, to go. Relief. It's still fucking cold. Yeah. Um, and they made me climb this mountain. Um, and there's a picture of me and my brother. You probably would have seen it if you had a look on Facebook. Um, yeah. We're on like a trampoline that's on the side of a fucking hill, mountain, whatever. Because it is a ski resort um, where their cabin is. Um, oh, nice. But because yeah. we were there in summer, it wasn't covered yeah. in snow, thank God. Um, but we did go right to the top of this mountain and there was still snow at the mm. top. Um, Same here. So... It, so it's yeah, not the top. it was. Oh, I was like, this does not make sense. It's fucking July. <laughs> um, is and he it, still there? And it was hot. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah. Still there. Um, so he, um, yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's doing some kind of obstacle course training thing. Speaks fluent Norwegian. I was going to well. say, has he learned the language? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real you big. Kind um, of have to there. It's a big. Oh, is it regret? No, because I can still learn one, but. I think if I come to the end of my yeah. life not learning a different language, I'd be annoyed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, so, luckily, but he's in Norway to learn it. Like, he has to probably, to an extent, do it. Like you said, he has to learn it because... You have to there. Yeah. There's no... no like, they do speak really good English, but they will... They won't... Um, they won't speak English to you mm. um, all the time. Like, if yeah. you're a regular... Like, they expect you to learn their language and I think yeah. that's fucking fair enough if you're yeah. living there um luckily he had a head start like he's got a good um good ear like he's a musician so he plays yeah. like piano clarinet saxophone the lot so he's good with um like he's got just got a good ear apparently yeah, that means if you're good stuff. with music apparently you're good at learning languages and then we both oh, did oh. um okay. yeah so you should be all right <laughs> Do you um, what? I've got a buy-in in South America, yeah. A bit of Spanish, got a few conversations in the game. Yeah, that all right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. it's your musical ear. Um, so we both did German quite intensely. Both did A-level German. So good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, you're not getting me to say nothing. Um, <laughs> so he kind of had a head start when it came to the Norwegian because... Um, they're similar. Are they romantic languages? Not sure. Um, um, yeah, so they they're quite similar. Uh, I wouldn't con uh, I wouldn't consider them a romantic language. I don't think. No, uh, but it's the or is it? I don't know what the thing is. Sweden. No, and I don't mean I don't mean like romantic as in like you use it to woo someone. Oh God, no! Like you would, no, 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 no. But I, 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 know I know what you mean here. Mean like the, Okay, good. Yeah, it's, it's not that. I don't think. I think they got. It's not. I think they're too far north. Um, okay. The the romance language I would consider. I could be completely mm. wrong here. I probably should research. Yeah. On the yeah. phone <laughs> right now. Um, I'm actually, actually going to do that. What I was going to say is, 
I think they're like Spanish Italian. Um, that sort of. Uh, okay, are they? Gig. Oh yeah, Roman. Romance languages. Uh, here we go. Right, Google's taught. Yeah, of course, it's come to Wikipedia. Um, so that they're, they're calling it something like France, Spain, Portugal, Italy. There we go. Absolutely winged it there. Okay. Got it right. And Portuguese. The po- there you go. Yeah, Portuguese. Yeah. Hence the um, podcast winging it. I've winged it again. Okay. I'm successful in that front. So we'll take that and move on. All right. <laughs> but All right. German, so then? that's enough of Norway because it but it sounds Germanic. Really, Germanic. Yeah. Same thing. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So my conclusion there of Europe is yeah, you've done a bit. You're not particularly a fan of anything there apart from inclusives um so let's just get to australia because the best bit right best country in the world so what caused you to go from dotting around europe and his inclusive senior brother finishing uni to go to australia what was the thought process there and what did you think um, would be your path to australia okay so this is a bit of a story in itself okay um (laughs) so i said that i was at uni in london yeah. Uh, and I moved home. Um, that was because of a relationship that broke down. Um, right. So I, but that relationship, right, I'd been in that relationship since I was 16 and we were supposed to get married, right? Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, and it was always my dream because we'd been to, we'd come out to Perth, um, just me and my parents. Uh, in it would have been 2016 no hang on oh my god 2006 I get really confused hang on you went to Perth in 2006 yeah 2006 2007 I didn't discuss that that's okay right carry on yeah okay so that (laughs) that was to see sorry missed that one look and I've also been to the Caribbean oh my god (laughs) James look Right, hang on. Okay, right. So, okay, it was the Caribbean first. Yeah. Maybe I should have written down some little notes, some little prompts nah, on what I was what actually going to talk about, but whatever. Okay, so <laughs> um, I uh, went to the Caribbean. So my granddad is from Nevis, um, one of yeah. the islands that you visited. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was one of the things that we first bonded over when we went yes, in there. Yes, because I don't um, think many people go there. It's not like on the no, 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 on no, hit list nah. of Caribbean. I think it's in Nevis, a um, tiny little island. Mm. Um, yeah, close to Trinidad and Tobago, Antigua. Mm. Um, well, I don't know where else. But yeah, um, so that's where my granddad is from or was yeah. from. Um so we, he, it was always his dream for us to go out there with him and um, um, for him to show us around. So that's what we did. Um, it was amazing. Like, yeah. I don't think I really appreciated it at mm. the age of 14, 15. Um, and it was a huge family holiday as well. So like you had the aunties, uncles, cousins everywhere. And then also our family that lived there. Um, we're meeting them for the first time and it was oh, yeah. it was wild absolutely <laughs> mental um, <laughs> um yeah so we uh went to a load of different beaches mm. you would have been to some of them I didn't I do that much traveling with that kids because I don't have a car but, oh really um, 
this guy down there. Oh, you didn't get the bus? Well, I visited Bassetier. Is it Bassetier? Bassetier, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's saying the bus. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've got to talk about the bus, though, because my... Um, so it would have been my great uncle was like, oh, don't need a car. We'll just get the bus, right? Mm. <laughs> we got a car. Um, no one listened to him. Um, but we we stopped outside to have a look and see like what this bus was about. It's just some fucking rickety old van yeah. that just came flying down the road. There weren't even proper roads. It no, was no. like grass with a little bit of old, um, I don't know, bit of old road. So then, anyway, this bus bus comes flying down the flying down the road. There's people hanging off it in all directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there's Classic. people hanging off the back. There's people like on the roof hanging out the door. It's, so it's just a van. It's like one of them. What are those? Um, like white van man, but it wasn't a white van. I think it was yellow and rusty. But the doors just hanging off. Mm or hanging open and there's people just hanging out and they're like it stops they just get on and off they just mm. jump on jump off and it's and then it just carries on down the road mm. just wild never seen anything like it in my life <laughs> me and my brother were just cracked up so if anyone tells you to get the bus and fucking need this don't you? no i don't even bother um health and safety risk for sure yeah i i luckily met this guy who's next footballer um called bobby hazel okay. <laughs> yeah um, you know, I don't know if you probably don't get this, but so I, was, I say to this no, guest I'm, house, he, t- he comes up, he comes in, he goes, um, oh, hi, I'm Bobby. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm James. Nice to meet you. Big strapping lad, right? Um, probably six foot three or four, like he's, he's built. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he has a cup, of, he's having a cup of tea and he knows the owner is quite an old lady. So I don't know if it's a family friend, but um, I'm sitting there with a cup of tea or whatever I'm doing. We start chatting. He's like, "Oh yeah, what, what you're into? What, what's going on? Why are you here?" I said, oh, yeah, "I'm traveling around for a bit. Um, I'm just keeping an eye on the football here on the on the, on the Wi-Fi." He's like, "Oh yeah, Who, who's your sport?" I said, "Oh yeah, sport Ipswich." He's like, "Oh yeah, I played at Portman Road a few times." And when you hear that, you go, "Is he mugging me off?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is he yeah, got yeah, you know? Yeah. Oh, back in when I was at youth academy, like you blah blah blah. I played there. I like, "Oh yeah, fair enough." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Like. Oh few wins and losses there and I was like uh, is he mugging me off he's telling the truth so I probed him a little bit I was like oh yeah so so where else have you played he goes oh you know bits and pieces played at Wembley I'm like hang on a minute you don't just play at Wembley you're either an international or you've got to a cup final right so this guy is obviously some sort of footballer back in the day mm-hmm. I, mean, I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to ask him his last name so I said oh yeah who do you used to play for he goes I used to play for QPR um, so I was like, right, straight away, weirdly enough, QPR, not a big club. I was like, right, my, my ex-teacher at high school is a QPR fan, Mr. Arnold. So right, I'm going to message mm-hmm. Mr. Arnold. Hey, Mr. Arnold, I've got um, this geezer, he's <laughs> turned up my guest house. Yeah, he's about six foot three, four, um, big black geezer, whole bald head. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anyone that used to play for QPR back in probably late 70s, early 80s called Bobby? Instant reply going, oh yeah, absolute legend, Bobby Hazel. I'm like, fuck, this guy's real. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, so he, he goes off and like freshens up and then he comes back. So you're not Bobby Hazel, are you? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, bloody hell, you got to the FA Cup final. I was like, yeah, yeah. 
anyway so you knew all about him yeah no about him he's sort of like oh look mate I'm, I'm here for a couple of days I'm going to a wedding um I've got a car do you want to come and like see a bit of the island I'm like yeah so um he took me on his car and like we took, went to a few beaches had a few beers on the beach some of his caribs bottles of beers and my regret one regret actually he invited me to a wedding um his family wedding and when he said wild I was like I should have said yes but I said no I kind of yeah. bowled it a little bit I should have gone oh, a bit wild. you should have yeah. that would have been fucking epic <laughs> yeah um oh my god west so, indians know how to party yeah i should have sure. gone yeah bottled that a little bit um <laughs> yeah he made the, the trip actually a bit better because i could actually see a bit of um set kits apart from basatira the capital mm-hmm. um so yeah. that's good um oh. yeah back in oh, i love caribbean um i've actually tried quite a bit of it um and as you love it as yeah, well you would have done more yeah. than me it's um great little place to go if, but it's not really a backpacker place it's a when I was backpack, trying to backpack there it didn't really happen it's island hopping you have to get a car things aren't cheap there because it's an island like things get yeah. imported in um but yeah I would recommend if you can go like especially Antigua all the beaches there great oh yes yes that'd be right up your street wouldn't it that would be lots yeah. of results <laughs> <laughs> lots of results <laughs> Right, come on, let's get on with Australia because uh, this is the main okay. part of the podcast and due to time. Okay. Um, we need to fill our time with Australia because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, okay, so let's get so, back to how you decided to get there. Right, so the relationship broke down, um, but we were supposed to get married once I turned 25 and we were going to come out here um, for our honeymoon. Okay. Okay. Um, so when the relationship broke down, um, I kind of went through a massive, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I just reevaluated my life. Yeah, bit of And I was like, time. yeah, like, I've spent five years, like, not going, traveling with friends, really, mm. um, not really, like, I don't know just going to resorts and like not seeing the world and I was scared of everything like Mm. literally would not walk into town on my own Mm. um just in case someone spoke to me so I was like right we've got family friends who we visited in 2000 and 2006 yes not not 16 six um and they always said, like, if you ever want to come back here, yeah, you've got a bed. So I still had, I think I still had another year of uni to go. Mm-hmm. But I was like, right, so I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, um, luckily, my dad was really good to me. He knew, like, I need, something needed to happen to me yeah. to stop me from being a shy little wallflower that was just scared of her own shadow and he said if if you want to go to Australia um if you get uh a 2-1 at uni um I will pay for your flight Mm -hmm. if you get a first I will pay for your flight and I'll give you I don't know I think it was some money as well to go Mm. and I ended up like I worked my ass off I saved um moved home to save money as well um and I got a 2-1 in the end and so he paid for my flight yeah um one-way ticket 
Love that. Love and that. All I, <laughs> all I could think about. So I was only meant to come out here for a year. And yeah. we're on the almost, work visa, right? Yeah, on the yeah. working holiday. Um, and my plan was always, it's just to, just to get on the plane on my own. Mm, big, big moment. And yeah, it was huge. Like my parents waved me off at the airport and like, um, well, through the gate. And like, I just, I just didn't see or ever imagine what my life or what Australia would be like for mm. me on my own. Like I just didn't picture it. All yeah. I could think about was just getting on that plane. I was like, if I can get on that plane, I've made a clean break from who I am, who I used to be, and I can start again. Mm-hmm. Um, so all my, uh, well, I didn't have any hopes, dreams, or expectations of, of what life would be like. I thought if I just do a year, um, then I'll come back and kind of like, reevaluate again and just see what I want to do from there so my plan was always to come back um so to my friends and family it was I'm just going to Australia for a year and great (laughs) and I never fucking left um (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll come to that almost yeah we're, we're almost eight years in Christ yeah so you got on the plane big moment you're there so what's the first thing you see when you arrive? Like, is it? Um, oh no, the first thing. Nah, the first thing. Those, the doors open, and I know you're in one of those tunnels that take you from the um, the plane to the um, into the building. But you could feel the heat yeah. instantly. Yeah. You could feel the heat, and there's something about feeling warm when you've been so cold because I came here in October and so I'd left autumn or fall what year was that sorry what time did you leave that was Uh, 2000 2013 yeah October 2013 yeah um so yeah um I just felt that warmth and once I had walked out of the um the airport and that that warm air, that sun hit me. The smell of Perth, like there's for me, I I just went. I'm home. Like yeah, I I can't go back. Yeah, you just walk out. There's palm trees. There's sun. There's that's it. That's all you need. And so that warm air hit me, and I was just like, nah, this is it. I'm... <laughs> that's what happened to that's going, happened to me when I first arrived. Because I mm-hmm. I arrived in 2010 for a bit of cricket. But that's my first time abroad. Yeah. I was with my friends and we landed in yeah. Perth because my friend had a family who stayed there and we stayed with them. So when that yeah. when I landed, I was in jeans and stuff like, well, no, probably yeah. tracky bees back in the day. But that was in December. So we, yeah, we left in like freezing cold. And then when it hit me, I was like, yeah. oh, dream, like the sun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Nothing and, compares. Yeah. So I guess you stayed with your family friends in Perth? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I stayed with them for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've managed to save eight thousand um, dollars, which isn't actually that much in pounds, but four grand. Four um, five grand, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I just lived off that. I had a personal trainer. I was applying for jobs, but I didn't actually like. <laughs> didn't get anywhere because I yeah. didn't have any experience, and that's something that. I think is quite common here 
yeah um if you don't have any experience in the country then it's quite hard to first get your first like foot in the door so yeah, it's hard when you're 21 22 and stuff yeah 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 um, um so your plan was to stay in perth check it out uh, get a job that was your first initial kind yeah, of plan that's what i wanted to do yeah um and like i think i was about two months in um i could see i was running out of money i was like mm. i've got to get some work here soon and i was like well it's getting warmer every day i'd made um i've been introduced to um our family friend joanne um yeah. her best friend's daughter who was who's the same age as me shout yeah. out to cat <laughs> um <laughs> so we had like uh nights out and stuff and i was like i want to live here like yeah. i want to stay i i need to i don't think i had made the decision that i was staying actually i think it was just i want to get my second year i mm. know that much um so i was running out of money and um yeah i was just like well i need to have a look and explore my options on what I can do to um, to get my second year visa. So you come out on a working holiday, you've got right to work for one company for six months. Yeah. Um, and after that, you have to move on. So I, I don't know how strict they are with that. Um, when I told my company I, I was after six months, because that would have been before I met you. Yeah, I was coming to the same mm. period of time. But I was working for nearly six months. And when I told them, they're like, oh, do you? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, they didn't yeah. even realise. I'm not sure how strict they are on it. But um, if people don't know, you have to do farm work for three months, uh, or at least you used to back in the day, to get an extra year. Um, so absolute ball lake. I guess that's hence <laughs> why we moved, both moved to Margaret River, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's... Um, we... So my friend Kat had... Um, asked me if I wanted to go down to Margaret River for um, a, a concert um, that oh, was yeah. happening at um, Lewin Estate. It was Pete oh. Murray. So he's a yeah. ARIA award winner. Mm. I had no fucking idea who he was, what was going on. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, sign me up. I'll come. I didn't even like wine. So <laughs> Margaret River is a wine region. I was like, yeah, I'll just go down there and fucking yeah. see what's going on. Um, so I had worked it out um that I could go down um for this girls weekend holiday mm. thing and then stay there um and do my farm work um by signing up with one of the agencies um Vine Power. Vine Power, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple down there. There's um that's the main Power, one. down to earth. Yeah. Down to earth. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, couple of that is the that was the dodgy one, wasn't it? Um so yeah, I was like, I'll do that then. So I'll I'll go down, have this blowout, this my final like hurrah. Yeah. Um with my, the last of my money. Um and then I'll start um on the farm work. So picking grapes or whatever the fuck it is that it <laughs> entails. Um and I remember buying a car. Um and it was a it was do you remember my car? I don't it, know. No, you don't. Was it as bad, it as, bad white, as my car? White... It's better than yours. Fucking yeah, yeah. Hell, that was held together with fucking sellotape, <laughs> wasn't it? Um, <laughs> fuck me. Mr. Bean car. Was it the that red one? Yeah. Yeah, the 1987 yeah, yeah, from the yeah. Civic. Um, no power steering, <laughs> one gear stick. 
on its own, yeah. just flapping about in the middle. Yeah. Hey, done a job. Like mine, mine was shit, but not that shit. Because my <laughs> hey, dad that, was like, <laughs> that got down. That got down to Margaret River and back up the perth like about a hundred times. Don't knock that car. <laughs> and I sold it. How much I bought it for? So I had a result. <laughs> I think some guy said, "Yeah, I'll Brilliant. collect them." I'm like, "Okay, you can have it then for four hundred dollars." <laughs> Didn't really work that well oh after that at the end. The God. clutch was gone. <laughs> it's funny, like, so this, is how, was, this is how much I know about cars. Deeper. When I sold yeah. that, um, I can never work out why the, the beams were always on. I was like, why is this yeah. beam not coming off? Like, the, you know, the beam for the light. And this Irish yeah. guy came to look at it once at the backpackers, and he's like, clearly, like, inspecting with a light torch, the whole lot. Oh, God, this guy's going to find something there. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I sorted your beam light out for you. I was like, hey, mate, he's like, just press the button. All right, okay. That's how much I knew about cars. He said, yeah, mate, I'm not buying that. Your clutch is on the way out. I'm like, cool. It's fine. Oh, good job. Someone knew what was going on. Fucking well, hell. yeah, the collector came in. He goes, oh, yeah, we're looking for one of these. Anyway. <laughs> so you're okay, Mother River. So, this is, my... so you, you must have stayed at the Backpackers, right? Is that where you stayed initially? No. So no. we stayed a couple of doors down in some like apartment type thing so that's okay. where we were for the weekend yeah um I think we were there two nights and then my friends went back to Perth and I checked in because I came down with Becky do you remember Becky I do yeah yeah um so she flew over I think she was in Sydney I met her on a Facebook group like oh, okay um travel Australia traveling mm. 2013 or whatever so I met her on there we struck up a bit of a friendship um so she flew over from Sydney stayed at Joanne's and then we drove oh. down yeah. in my white Toyota Starlet yeah no Heap. power steering Heap. <laughs> <laughs> she was great oh yeah I'm sure God. she was <laughs> um so we drove down and met Cat and her friends there. Um, Becky checked into the hostel. Right. So that's when she would have met you. And then I came a couple of days later. Yeah. Um, and it would have been on Australia Day that we first met. I mm, Becky yeah. invited us round for a barbecue at the hostel. Yes, a bit of a and session on that day. We... Huge session. Like barbecue and beer all day um me. i do recall that was the first day that everyone was there like bonding as a group um mm-hmm. so we might as well go through the group that was there, that was there okay oh um, yeah yeah so one of the first people i did meet was niall um i turned up to the hostel yeah. this irish lad welcomed me in great lad um we got on really well to start with like and, and we still do like nothing wrong but um he was the first person i really remember and i was like oh cool at least yeah. I, at least i found a friend um, and I, thought, I think it was him, for me, him, Daz and Layla. Nicole from, from Kayla. Kayla. Not fucking oh, Kayla. Kayla. Oh, God. Sorry, You've Kayla. put Layla. Yeah, I know. I got stuck in Eric Clapton mode. Um, <laughs> Daz and Kayla. <laughs> and then, yeah, John. John Rhodes. From, he was from Norwich as well. He absolutely, absolutely. hates the place. Um, but, yeah, they're the... They're the people I met first, and I, met, I do remember meeting yeah. you pretty soon after that as well. Yeah, it was a couple of days. Um, I don't remember you on Australia Day. What? Nah, don't remember. I don't remember meeting you then. What? I was right in the thick of it then. 
I don't remember you. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I was fucked up, Jane. <laughs> fucked up. That's when I started. What was I drinking then? I used to drink um, uh, Moscato. Right. So super sweet wine. Mm -hmm. And I had fuck knows how much. So maybe two bottles. And then um, then we started on the goon. And yeah, it I mean, just I was, went downhill from there. Yeah, I was shot on the goon, I think. Um, I, I don't remember much from the day. I remember the barbecue. <laughs> I remember a few drinks in the evening. I don't even know how it finished. can't even recall it. Oh, well, let me tell you about my second <laughs> night. <laughs> Go on in. <laughs> oh, Australia Day, every time it comes around every year, and I always, I'm just scarred by this. Okay, so we were on the goon. I think everyone had kind of walked off because we were going to, what's that pub? Settlers that, Tavern. Uh, no, we weren't what? going there. We we're going to that other one that was on Woolcliffe Road or along, what's that main road? Yeah, Woolcliffe Road. It's, uh, the, oh, fuck, what's it called? I have no I'm idea. I'm going to have to Google it. Or I've, got a, Google or I've it. got a Settlers Tavern in my mind. That's where we always used to no, go. No, because we were going to another pub. Hang on, oh. I'll get it. And it was along Margaret River. There's only one road. Must be just along the same road. Yeah, it's Walcliffe Road and it is called. Oh, I think they might have changed the name of it now. It's called The River, the pub. No, it doesn't. But it wasn't called The River back in the day. No. Oh. They changed it. Changed so I, it. So, so I anyway, there, so, it's so the we river. went there. So we're walking up the alleyway. So you have to go up the up the alley and then onto mm. the um, it's an intersection and you go right there. So the alleyway that's at the back of um, all the shops. Yeah. Um. So there's like a fucking kebab shop and God yeah. knows, like yeah, I know yeah, it a lot better now. But so we're yeah. walking up there. Everyone else has buggered off, and it's me and Niall. Right. And he is holding a bag of goon above my head and I'm drinking it like open mouth he's pouring it down my throat <laughs> and then <laughs> we carry on walking I think I do the same to him we're just having a I don't know how we got stuck behind everyone else but anyway so we carry on walking we get to the top of this alleyway yeah <laughs> and a fucking car comes <laughs> careering around the corner I jump to one side to get out of its way and it starts coming towards me so I jump the other way yeah and then the driver has obviously seen I was going one way and has swerved the other way and yeah. just wipes me clean out I'm up on the bonnet on the fucking windscreen and I remember I was so drunk that I like did a press up and like pushed off of the bonnet and ended up in like a plank position in the gravel on the ground with like my toes digging into all this gravel so my feet were like fucked I was only wearing sandals fucked up um it's quite traumatic yeah um, I, I don't but, even so recall I only one had, sentence like, little... <laughs> I booze that was you I was <laughs> <laughs> so I'm there and then the driver just drives off and then the people oh. from the kebab shop all come running over because they're like oh my god what the fuck has happened yeah me and Niall well Niall's a sack of shit because he's fucked up the <laughs> adrenaline He's gone to have a sit down. And I... yeah, it's been tough for him, to be fair. 
And I, I don't know how he didn't get hit by the car. It's not really fair. Um, and then I, um, they, um, the kebab shop people called the police. So I had the police come and we mm. had a bit of a chat. And then I had to go back to the accommodation that we were staying in because we weren't yet staying in the hostel. We were just okay. staying in the accommodation. And yep. then Becky and Kat came back. That I think word got around because people were kind of all up the street yeah and it yeah word got around they came back i'm there being sick in the toilet and it's like black coming up and becky and cat are having a fight over the top of me because i don't know everyone's just seriously boozed up and just arcing up and it just got out of control (laughs) um but becky was a police officer do you remember that yeah 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 so she was ready to like fucking, I don't know, tear cat a new one. It was quite scary. But anyway, I'm there over the toilet. So, so you're you're crying. there like ne- necking out sick, and they're just having a yeah. fight with something else <laughs> above me because above it was you. a tiny little cubicle toilet. Sounds like a comedy show. Oh, it was <laughs> fucking wild. I don't even know how the night ended. But the next day. I don't know how what you lot were all doing, but the next no day, that's when I had to move into the hostel. So I was rough as arsehole. Yeah. And I had to check myself in. And I think I just went into the girls' dorm, climbed up on the top bunk, and I was out for the count. Yeah. So I don't think I saw anyone that the day after. Right. Okay. Good times. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting start to my river. Um, I did not have that in my notes because I don't remember it. <laughs> so, talking about people at the hostels obviously you checked in then um you obviously recovered from your ordeal um the yeah. guy who drove off what dickhead um anyway oh they did find him they did catch him in the end oh yeah they what arrested him? him down down near kawaram up or something arrested him dr- drink driver oh yeah okay um yeah. <laughs> not for the first time that we spoke to the police in margaret river but we'll come down to that further in the conversation <laughs> and so yeah we at the hostels i've met daz Kayla, uh, John and Niall, <laughs> you're now in. Yeah. And as you said earlier, we yeah. hit it off because we had a mutual interest in set kits and nevers, I guess. And yeah. I think we just get on really and well. So like... I can give you the exact date as well. Because look, I posted this on my Instagram. 28th of January. Is that me? Yeah, that's you. I look well thin there. Oh, <laughs> trying, to get, trying to get back to those days. <laughs> what, 28th of January? Amazing. Wow. Yeah, that was me watching you play FIFA in the hostel. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Classic. Um, yeah, it must be said that me, oh, I don't know who was playing FIFA, me, Daz. It would have been Daz, 100%. Daz, maybe, maybe Niall as well. Um, a few lads in there playing FIFA. Yeah, we, yeah, we loved it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, I met those people and then other people will start to arrive. Uh, people that I've got to mention Harv. What a great girl she is. Got to mention Harv. Harv. Love her. Lass. We've stayed in touch like this whole time she's one of my best friends now but when I first met her I was like what the fuck is this girl <laughs> this strapping Welsh girl she was yeah she oh, came in like nice. a fucking whirlwind and these two Japanese girls lovely girls just yeah adopted her took her under they their were, wing they're a great contingent there like they it was oh. weird they didn't speak hardly in English um no I remember asking them once, they're watching TV, they're all watching TV when they're having dinner. Like, I think it's might have been Friends or something. And yeah. I said to them, do you, do you know what they're saying? And they're like, nah, really? Like, <laughs> we're, we're trying to? Like, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. And and Daz, every time Daz went to the kitchen and the Japanese are yeah. cooking their, the Japanese continue cooking their food. Um, a few of the lads actually play football with us and they're really good. Um, they spoke a bit better English. But the girls were used to that, speaking English. But Daz would just start pointing at stuff like eggs. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tofu yeah. or tofu, whatever. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kept pointing to things like in the kitchen and like saying them, and they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> daily routine for Daz and, and yeah. trying to get you know a bit of conversation in with the Japanese girls. But, um, but they were always so interested in everyone. Like they might not have spoken a word of English, no, but, but they were a, an integral part in that. Yeah, in that hostel life. That made it like a yeah. They made they're part of the the whole whole experience. They're like Ryoko. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, that was um, her name, Ryoko. Oh, uh, Ryoko. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Did you yeah. have a bit of a thing? Yeah. Did you like her? Uh, I liked her as a friend, yeah. Okay. I, I think right. we got on really well, yeah. Like, um, I actually tried to make an effort. Um, I, yeah. I, there's a part of me that felt a little bit sorry for him because they couldn't speak that great English. And I think all the stuff that was going on in the hostel, you know, the drinking and the banter and who's getting with who and all that sort of stuff, you always feel like it passes them, passes them by because they don't understand who's, like, saying what, who's getting with who. So I tried to yeah. include... I think Ryoko was the more willing one out of them to get involved yeah i try yeah, to like help sure. her out and stuff like that you know um yeah. i just can't remember the others names unfortunately i think i got them on facebook but i can't remember the names but yeah so we met those uh who else was there ha- we have hazel Did she arrive yeah she was there yeah hazel was the big welsh girl yeah and do you remember georgia campbell georgia. the scottish girl yeah yeah she was lovely. there aliana the- who <laughs> oh is it Aliana, the <laughs> other Scottish girl, blonde? Was she blonde? Yeah. Yes. What was that? I thought it was Aliana, but I could be wrong. Al- Al- Alice? Don't oh, know. Don't know. Yeah, so they... Liana? Something. Yeah, yeah, those two were with Hazel, I seem to recall. Those three were, like, quite close. Yeah. Do you remember that Jess girl, Jess Jessica Jones? Yes, Jess, yeah, from Brighton, I think she was. Or oh, she lived in Brighton. Uh, oh, a bit wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Free, free spirit should I say <laughs> yeah uh she was there yeah she was part of the group um I don't want to miss anyone off here but um obviously did um, we mention John John yeah who's the Irish guy your mate don't say whoa Thomas Thomas yeah that's it my um airpods just died okay great um <laughs> I've got one in can you still hear me yeah yeah, yeah. um okay, good yeah, Thomas was there as well. Was Thomas there from the beginning? I, I can't recall times that people turned up. I just know this is a group of mother yeah. people. Um, because Thomas, I probably wouldn't have spoken to Thomas at the beginning because you just couldn't speak to Thomas. <laughs> In what way? Like he would be talking to me and I'd just be looking at him completely blank. I'd be gone. I'd be like, nah. What did he just say? Didn't get a word. I'd be like, again? (laughs) (laughs) Just could not understand a word. And I was, oh, he really tried to slow down his speech, but I just had to get my ear in. I'm like it with um, Kiwis now. So I just, once once I get my ear in, I'm okay, but it takes me a while. (laughs) And with Thomas, my God, I think if I spoke to him now, I'd be exactly the same. Just like, you fucking want me. He had a strong accent. Um, Yeah. (laughs) 
very strong. Absolutely and also, lovely guy. Lovely guy, though. Lovely guy. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Selena, of course. Obviously. Um, one of your best friends now that you see quite a lot uh, in Australia. Yeah. Um, she was down there. So I think that's the original contingent. Charlie. Don't forget Charlie Taylor. Oh, Charlie. Our... Yeah, Charlie. I messaged you the other day. I messaged me back, bugger. Um, yeah, he... <laughs> Yeah, he was about a um, good lad from Zimbabwe. He's back there now doing his and, um, safaris. Um, Tommy Johansson. Yeah, strapping Scandinavian, Swedish guy. Swedish, yeah. Oh, oh and also talking lovely. strapping lads. Yeah. I, I like to, what's the word here? Recognise a good looking chap. And this is Frankie yeah. Lad. Oh, Frankie, what's his surname? Uh, Martinelli or something. Martinelli from, I think it's from Seattle. Um, college basketball yeah, player. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah, he loves the Seattle Fox. Seahawks. Went to college and got a college scholarship for basketball. He's about six foot six. He was literally yeah. in Mark River to surf. Um, unbelievably yeah. cool dude. Um, <laughs> just chilled out. Um, yeah. He, he loved Dazza's and Liverpoolian accent. You can understand some of the words that he was using. So one of the terms was lad. He's like, what is that? It's just a name for you, Frankie. Frankie lad. So that's what he's known as. Um, uh, I, I love basketball, um, as you know, because I was watching it before we came on here. And <laughs> I was like, come on, Frankie, let's go for it. Let's go for some one-on-one but down, down the courts at the school. Yeah. I remember one day I sort of see how good he was. And I think I beat him a few times on a, you know, a, a game of one-to-one. And I was like amazed at this college basketball player, about you know, half a foot taller than me, was getting picked <laughs> by someone who played in high school. Um, maybe, was, maybe, maybe he wasn't trying. I don't know. I think he might have been letting you off there. <laughs> yeah. So that um, was that was and a great one. Yeah, and also um Harry um Harry Hickson. Becky was yeah, Harry Hickson. Yeah. Um great lad. Yeah. I don't know how many others. No, they're the they're the main ones, I think. Um Harry was actually yeah. an early one, I think. I seem to recall we got on really well. Um, yeah, you were really close with Harry. Yeah, because he loved football and he's a Wrexham fan. Um, I love that he's just not like a menu fan or something. So, yeah, he he was funny. Um, yeah, we got really well at the start. I think he might have been one of the early ones. And Becky, yeah, yeah, she's all right. Um, last thing I remember for Becky is I dropped her off in my Honda Civic, nineteen eighty seven in Perth. I think. I think when I went when I left Margaret River back, you know, further on, I dropped her off. Yeah. But anyway, so that's the that's the contingent, <laughs> and the whole yeah. like two or three months was just. I was trying to find work. Yeah. Seeing beaches, like loads of beaches in Margaret River. Go to as many vineyards uh, as possible. Mm-hmm. Drink wine, cheese, port, chocolate, chocolate. ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was such good weather. It was just like a bit of a dream. Um, but it was slightly stressful yeah. with the work situation. Like it was way shitter than I expected. I thought I was going to go down there and get my 90 days, but I ended up getting at 15 the end maybe 52 um because it's the shortness of work like it's a bit of a competition people don't realize that mm-hmm. when you go to vine power uh, was it first come first served or they ring their favorites up i don't know how it really worked but yeah. just didn't really get that consistent with the work and it started to worry me but i think the first job i remember is that me you daz kayla and john i think we went in our in, in my car didn't we or your car to our first job in the vineyard picking grapes god did we do you remember that um that vineyard where he had really expensive champagne champagne as in in brackets grapes 
but as a small vineyard, he does it like once a year. He just needed a team to go out there, pick all the grapes. And that was us. Remember that? What? No, I don't remember that at all. I think it's a bit of competition. And we're like, right, no, me, Hayley, Daz, Kayla, John, we're in. Like, okay, you fine, you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the first job I remember us getting. Um, I was shit, though. I was absolutely it's hard work. shit house. Hard <laughs> work, picking grapes. <laughs> too hard um John was so a demon I, at it all, John was so good but that's because he's small, small so he could just yeah. get in there like a little ninja um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I don't remember so much like I remember the queue when we went to like sign on it was like the doll Huge. queue that first day yeah um and we got up at what we thought was early at like seven or we had to be at the vine power office at seven little mm. did we know that we would soon be um getting up at fucking 3 30 3 50 ready to drive out there to start picking before the sun started yeah. to rise um and they were well they weren't long days no um because as soon as the sun came up, we had to stop because the grapes would get too warm and they would burst. And about yeah. one pm, I think, roughly around that. I think yeah. I remember doing yeah. like, yeah, four thirty to about one pm. That's a day really of work if you're lucky. Um, yeah, and then it was like twenty cents or thirty. So each uh, vineyard had a different um, rate that they were paid. So it's piece rate as well. It wasn't hourly. You and I no. were very lucky in the end. Yeah. But um, it was piece rate. So you pick like 20 kilos of grapes and you get 50 cents for that or 80 cents for that bucket. Yeah, and you have to bucket, put your yeah. little tag in. Yeah. And then they go around at the end and they collect up all the tags and you literally get paid. So people could have been like it's done on a um, like a kind of like an honesty situation because yeah. you could seriously fuck someone over i tell you what it definitely or, happens <laughs> yeah you could get um <laughs> you could get in there with the guys that go around and pick them up and just chuck them a few of your anyway we're not going to start we're not anyway. let's not speculate no, on that we're but, not um, give people ideas from what i saw when <laughs> i was one of those guys at the end picking buckets up yeah that yeah if you know a few, if you know a few people yeah it's, i mean it's harsh yeah. because someone's worked hard yeah. for that bucket um Exactly. Yeah, it's but definitely going on. A few of yours. Look after your own, mate. That's what, <laughs> that's what it's about. Yeah, it's a ruthless <laughs> business for 50 cents a bucket. Um, <laughs> absolute slave labour in the end, wasn't it? Oh, my God. God. So I, I remember. I was losing money like, being in my river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so the first paycheck was like something crazy, like, I don't know, $80. Yeah, I think I laughed. a week's worth of work. Yeah. About 100 120 dollars i think i got i was like yeah shit i've come from here i've come from doing that earning that in four hours in melbourne yeah and i've done a whole week and i don't know i was like what what am i doing well that was um, my first job so that was a bit of a fucking culture shock i was like what the culture shock and i was like what, <laughs> yeah what do we do like uh early early on i knew i had to get a, um an hourly paid job somehow um even if it's yeah. part-time just to extend the flow of losing my money i saved from melbourne yeah um and how much was the hostel every week it was like 170 
Yeah. $170 a week for your for your bed in yeah. a dorm with like seven other people. Yeah. You were in a big one though, weren't you? Yeah. Six Yours was like 12 it? or something. Oh, 12 was it? God, I can't remember. Nah, six. Quite a few. Six? Maybe 10. Nah, eight. <laughs> eight. Well, let's go for more. <laughs> 20. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I had um, Niall in my room, John. Maybe John. I think I had um, Harry in my room. We had um, we had a good agreement in there. We kept things normal. Um, you know, no stupid things happening. Certain rules that we won't go over. But um, yeah, it, that wasn't a problem. Um, but I was starting to get worried about the money situation because I had planned to go to South America afterwards. I was like, I can't afford to lose money. And I seem to recall yeah. at this at the same stage, everyone's thinking the same. So we all went went down to Countdown and try and get a job there. And we all had interviews at Countdown. What's Countdown? Or Woolworths, wherever it is there. Oh, okay. Yeah, Woolies. Yeah. I was at Woolworths. Oh, Countdown's in New Zealand. Sorry. Um, Woolworths. <laughs> yeah. Because they had some part-time hourly paid work. So me, Daz, Kayla, John. I think someone else went down there for an interview. Yeah. John went in his um, singlet and shorts. I went in trousers <laughs> and a bit of a shirt. He got the job. I didn't. Um, <laughs> and he would have been there in thongs for sure. I know. He would. Oh. And what's annoying is they all got jobs apart from me. I was like, for fuck's sake, I have to try and find something else. Um, the, the only upside of Daz and John working there is they do half-priced full chickens on a Sunday night. I said, yeah. I just want one text, one word, chicken. I'm straight there. So John, <laughs> every Sunday night, as soon as it goes down to half price, I get a text, chicken, I'm straight down there buying it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so oh. um, a little routine that me and Daz had, um, football, love football, of course. 4am wake up call watch the games on Saturday um, that used to be a bit of a bit of a routine get a tea on the go then go back to bed um, great lad Daz is yeah um, where did you get a job in the end in Marks because I know you oh, sat right. that um, picking grapes off didn't you well I lucked out like I I think it's based on my name um, my name and the fact that I had my own car. Um, so I got a random text. I think I'd done maybe a day or two of great picking. And I was like, yeah, I know I'm shit at this. I know I'm absolutely wank and mm. I'm not going to very much money. So something needs to happen. Um, but I was like, well, I don't know what my other options are. This was before you um, found out about the jobs at Woolies. Yeah. Um, and I just got a random text saying something like, um, hey, Hayley, do you have office experience that we've got um, a vineyard that's looking for someone to do some office work? Um, and I and, and they said something like, please come to the office uh, at eight o'clock with your resume. So mm. I was like, OK, so I like bodged one together on um, those fucking shit. Um, computers that were in the hostel. Yeah. Fuck. Early days of traveling. Uh, this is. Yeah. <laughs> Remember them. Um, <laughs> so I, I already had one. I think I had it saved like in my Google Drive or something, but pre Google Drive, whatever it was, maybe a sent email or something. So I mm. had a, a rough idea. So I just 
just lied basically and said that I at uni I'd worked in an office I hadn't I worked yeah. in a fucking sock factory or something um packing picking and packing socks and tights whatever um so I lied about that said I'd worked in an office and then went and handed it in and they um called me and they were just like yeah we've got a job for you um it's hourly rate yeah um here's the here's a map just go here tomorrow and uh start start work so (laughs) the vineyard that I was working at it's a winery and a vineyard um it's called devil's lair yeah um so I absolutely lucked out the people that I worked with were fucking incredible um I was still really shy and everything so Mm -hmm. I didn't like um mix with them too much and I still had my like my backpack of friends so I didn't try and integrate too much because life is very different from when you work and live somewhere to when you're backpacking I know I was living and working but we had that whole hostel vibe and it was it's like little it's like big brother isn't it you're just in your little bubble Mm -hmm. um and anything so I didn't really try and make friends with anyone too much um at work um but it was I was helping out with the vineyard administrator so I set up on a little computer um and basically we just um worked on the way notes so as the trucks were come in with the grapes that everyone had picked yeah, me. <laughs> they'd go onto the way bridge and be weighed and it would produce um a docket and it was like three separate layers you know those yeah just a standard docket um so it's my job to just check the information against all of them mm-hmm. um and then separate them into the different piles um keep some for the winery records and like just filing um answering the phones helping out with so it, it's not um devil's lair is not open to the public which is great so they yeah. don't have a cell yeah um so you can't just rock up there mm. um but we did do tastings and things and we have had like um some clients fly in from china oh, to yeah. do a taste they'd won it on a raffle like it's quite exclusive yeah wow. mad but they'd flown by helicopter to margaret river and then came up in this fancy car and yeah just wild um and there's me just dicking about in my scruff <laughs> just ridiculous but anyway it was the best job ever I got paid a really good wage I think it was what was it because it was an agency um it was about 27 dollars an hour which is so that's like what 13 14 pounds um which is what my mum was on Mm. being the assistant manager of Bath post office like I was she could not believe she's like what the fuck and you're just (laughs) you've gone over there and you're on the same money as me what the fuck Hayley like she was having it sounds up Australia it's it's a dream dream place to go and work I was on that in (laughs) in Melbourne I was doing like first month I was doing like 100 hour weeks because we had this project on the go but strike it's the place where you can uh what I would say is if you're in trouble money-wise, you can you can sink pretty quickly, um, but you can also recover pretty quickly because uh, you get paid so much. But um, 
yeah, like that must have been, was it full time as well? Um, in Devil's mm-hmm. Lair. Yeah, it was full time. So it started off, I think it was a couple of days a week. Um, and then I was picking grapes on my days off. Okay. But then the, the vineyard manager was like, nah, Hayley, I've seen you out there picking grapes. We'll get you in a bit more <laughs> because you're and I, was, I just love that honesty. And he was yeah. just like, now nah, we'll help you out. Don't worry about it. So shout out to Simon. Um, thank you. Save my life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, then it became full time. And so I was getting signed off on my, my, um, my days. So my 88 days, it was getting signed off, getting really well, saving money, living the dream and just having the best time ever. But, um, yeah, I just felt really bad for everyone else because they were suffering like fuck. And but, I, yeah, but, I, was, I was kind of lucky in the end because I did end up, I did end up at Devil's Lair. That was my last job there. And what mm-hmm. happens is at vineyards is they they sort of like work out who's trustworthy and who's got a car. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're trustworthy and got a car, you get petrol money, but you also get um, um, hourly paid work. So I was like one of those bucket boys that was um, picking the buckets up, which is paid by the hour. I think it's like twenty dollars an hour. Um, but if you do four hours that a day, I'm happy. You know, it's hundred dollars in the bank. And I done a few other jobs, like I was driving a tractor, doing some netting on another on another vineyard. So vineyards get attacked by birds, so to protect them, they put the nets over them. So I was doing that's quite hard work. Worked as a Kiwi guy doing that. Um, had a bit of a scary point where I under some netting and then a hunting spider was was living in it. So when I was like undoing the netting, yeah, mind my business. This huge thing the size of my hand just flew straight at me I was like whoa what the fuck is that and I said like, and the Kiwi got oh no that's a, that's a huntsman he's not gonna he's not gonna hurt you but I was like bloody hell it's huge he says yeah they're they're pretty pretty big but they're great for the vineyards because they they um protect from the birds um so anyway so that was part of the work and then yeah fine power um I think there's a guy called Jim there Australian guy called Jim if you remember the guy a uh, bit of a lad um he we got on really well and he sort of got me as much paid job uh, by the hours possible and I kind of finished picking grapes towards the end but it still wasn't yeah. enough so um I think that goes quickly into when Scott arrived mm-hmm. um, because he actually gave me the contact to get the job in the mines but um when Scott arrived he was supposed to stay for stay for a day maybe two he stayed for two <laughs> weeks in the end because he loved it that much at the <laughs> hostel <laughs> such a good vibe it was yeah. amazing but all, all we're doing was like on days off because we had half a day's work like 4 a.m to 1 that ish we had the rest of the yeah. day so like a lot of us was getting the cars and go to the beach or in the evening go to set this tavern mostly um yeah a few of us went to play football um every week or just walk around town we went to the local creek um it's just a bit of a dream time really because we had all the spare time but Unfortunately, the nagging feeling that you're losing money was a bit of a downer. But yeah, we all just went on these trips, didn't we? All the time, like all the vineyards as well. Great. Yeah, going to all the cellar doors and doing all yes. the tasting. Wine tasting. Getting pissed up. Yeah. yeah what was your favourite vineyards there? I, I've got a few. Mine's uh, <laughs> House of Cards is one of my favourite there. Really? Yeah, they do um, obviously their wine, but they also do their homemade ice cream uh, and chocolate um oh. not a huge vineyard compared to the rest of the year like there was layers huge um but yeah. house of cars was great that was one of my favorites okay um 
I don't Devil's Lair is up there as well. Yeah, I like the, but people wouldn't be able to go there. That's the only no, thing. No, that's the thing. Yeah. So Xanadu, pretty good. Yeah, Nadice. Yeah. Um, what was the mass? Oh, there's a massive one. Um, Put you on the spot here, haven't I? God, what is it called? Oh, you said, oh, Cape Mentel. That's it. Cape Mentel. Oh, okay. Um, incredible. Lewin Estate, classic. Oh, yeah. Um, there's. Harry worked in one on the cellar Did. door as well, didn't he? I can't remember what it's called, though. I think we went to visit him once. Six. I remember there being like 666 or 66 or something. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah. Something. But you see it as you as you drive in. There's so um, many in the in the area that you could probably just spend a week going to different ones, right? It's a bit of a dream area. If you, if you love wine. If um, you love wine. And cheese. <laughs> and ice cream. Yes. And, <laughs> and beaches. So that, that's the beautiful thing about Margaret River. It's um they produce a lot down there because it's yeah. Than Perth. Um, yes. That's something that I didn't know either um, when I first went down there. Like, <laughs> it's at least, I don't know, five, 10 degrees cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in summer, when it's like roasting hot up here in the city, it's gorgeous. Like, the, mm. the most perfect temperature. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it can get to like, I don't know, 35. 40 well what the hottest I've been in is I think 45 mm-hmm. 44 45 up here um so on a day down there just beautiful yeah I think I spent a day watching cricket in Perth 42 43 degrees no shade yeah, yeah. tough day um, <laughs> England lost as well so it didn't help but um yeah Perth is extremely hot but I still love it like that wouldn't change anything um yeah we are gonna get to Perth in a minute because I need I need to talk about it but what else on Muck River should we wrap that up with? Because that was an area where, yeah, we all got to know each other. We got on really well. Um, there's a good group of us there. But after about three or four months, we all started to like disappear because of jobs yeah. or leaving or just other parts of the plan. Like Niall went back to Perth. I know that um, Daz and Kayla maybe left a little bit early to go traveling again because they want to go home. Um, yeah. I went to go to the mines. Um, Scott, so Scott came down. Um, had a bit of trouble with Charlotte, who was at the hostel, who, so basically Scott, as we all know from his episode, him and Tommy, <laughs> nicked a goon. Um, or Tom, Thomas, should I say, not Tommy. Um, which caused us to have a right. meltdown. Pots and pans went flying. She was boozed <laughs> up. She tried to drive off. Had to call the police. Um, oh, I, no, but also she so hazel was the catalyst no okay no so the goon was the catalyst yeah but, but she didn't know hazel, she, yeah she didn't know who it was yeah hazel threw a spanner in the works by saying nobody likes you here yeah all your friends, friends are all bitching behind your back i was one of those people but do you remember she charlotte though you can't knock her she did she gave me um her phone when my phone broke yeah, I broke I broke my shitty little Samsung Galaxy S three or whatever the fuck oh, it was then. 
Um, I broke my phone, so she gave me hers, and we were texting, and she was doing my fucking nutting that night, whatever was going on. Yeah. This was before she blew up, or maybe it was after, whatever. Um, so she was really kind to me and gave me her phone, and but it was I didn't realise that it was linked to her phone still, like her mm. phone number. So you and I are texting back and forth, bitching about Charlotte and she's getting the messages on her phone. So she oh, comes out. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's ringing a bell now. That was really awkward. I don't think I've ever been so like put on the spot and terrified in my life. I think my heart literally fell out my ass. Yeah, actually, she was a bit of a nightmare. She was a bit of a shit stirrer. She was nicking stuff off people. Um, would get drunk and just be sitting there like a fag ash lil, fag hanging out of her mouth, just like <laughs> shouting at everyone. That's all I can remember. Yeah, I, I think like, she just rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way. And, you know, people might think, oh, you shouldn't be bitching behind her back. But honestly, she was just a nightmare. And I think Ben, the hostel manager, was, I don't know what's going on there as well. Um, just got a bit weird. I think yeah. people just had enough. And that night when she kicked off, people had enough. Yeah. And she, I know that she, once she tried to get in her car and drive off and the police came, um, but they didn't do anything with her, did they? They just said, no, you can't So yeah. she, all, all I remember is them saying something to us, like, we can only do something about her um, if she drives off in that car. We can do her for drink driving. Mm. But until she does that, um, where our hands are tied, we can't do anything. Yeah. Um, so I think someone took her keys because we were like, yeah, she's a twat and everything, but we still don't want her to get a criminal record. No. Like she, she was good to me at one point, even though I was a complete bitch to her. Um, and then she, I know from talking to Harv that she was walking around the streets of Margaret River and turned up at Settler's Tavern after the whole oh, incident. Okay. And was crying to Harve, who felt exactly the same as we did, but she was trying to finish at work, like they, they were wiping things down yeah. um, and getting ready to close for the night. And Charlotte turns up knocking on the door and was crying her eyes out and um, yeah, saying to Harve, like, nobody, like everyone hates me there nobody understands you're the only one who listens to me so once like the following day I think Harv was the only person that Charlotte would talk to mm. so any communication that we had and I think I still might have had her phone at that point yeah so it all had to be and like at any point she could have been like give me my fucking phone back and I would have been screwed mm. um but Harv was like our go-between and I don't know how she I don't know when or how Charlotte left, but I know that she moved out of the hostel eventually yeah. and she moved into that other one that was further down the road. Not the one up the top, not the one on Railway Parade or whatever it's called. Yeah. Because we were in the middle. There's the one at the top and then there's the one further, which was just like some sketchy ass. Yeah, yeah. Would never stay there so i think charlotte ended up moving into there and then left in the end yeah i don't really recall how she left actually yeah i, I yeah. can't put anything on it 
um yeah that's chaos um that <laughs> end of it that's that that for me so, seems sorry no go no go yeah that that seemed to me like that finished kind of like it's almost like the last hurrah after that like people were just starting to figure out after that period of time because Scotland had to go and then he gave me the contact for the mines that I went to go work in the kitchens and I sort of got that on the go in Perth yeah yeah, is there anything else you want to say about Margaret before we move on to Perth yes yes, there's one more thing we have to give a shout out to Thomas yeah and Leah yeah they got married they, so they met in Margaret River. They got married. They've had a baby, um, and they live in France now, oh, which wow. is just so it's like a Margaret River romance that <laughs> was successful. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm surprised they didn't call their daughter Margaret though. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's, I it. Think, That's it. Yeah, my, my romance was Frankie because I think he's a good lad. That's my bromance. <laughs> Well, we know what mine was. <laughs> Let's not go there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, what happened was we all filtered away. Um, a few people stayed on a bit longer, John, etc. because I actually came back to Margaret River because I'd done my mine work. And then you were, I think you moved to Perth at this point. Uh, yeah. Or you're still in Margaret River. I don't know, I can't remember. But I had been... moved in with Harry. When everyone started to leave, I was like, oh, there's, well, once Niall left. I would yeah. started to be a bit of a downer and I was like oh well I'm gonna move in with Harry because he had a house share with these fucking mental <laughs> mental people like I oh so there was this guy so no oh my god half is gonna absolutely die because she loves to remind me about this so okay. what the, the guy um who owned the house <laughs> He um he left me a voice message. <laughs> Harry gave him my phone number and said I was interested in um renting their spare room. Yeah. And the guy called me and left me a voice message. And I hadn't listened to it, but I saw that it was a missed call from him. So I yeah. called him straight back and he answered the phone and was like, Oh, hi Hayley. Um, well, I've I've left you a voice message, but I'll just um I'll just go through um what I said in it yeah and then literally word for word because I listened to the voice message after he was just like cleared his throat and then was like hi Hayley it's just so and so calling from blah 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 like as if he was leaving the voice message all over again (laughs) and I was like is this what this isn't fucking normal is he having a laugh (laughs) Like he's literally saying word for word what he's just left on, like he was talking to an answering machine. Mm. It was fucked anyway. Um, it was brilliant. And so I moved in with them and I just, I just, I think I laughed every day because this guy was batshit crazy. Yeah. Um, great laugh, great couple, but just very confusing. I didn't know how to take him. I thought he was joking, but I think that might just be his. <laughs> actual normal demeanor yeah it's too funny anyway sorry no that's great yeah so yeah you you stayed there yeah absolutely I think characters is what I would call Mother River for my time there (laughs) um (laughs) 
it's, it's hard to cover because it's we we're there for like three or four months but something happened every day like someone's yeah. oh one person i've got to mention alex ish oh french guy alex. I, yeah. I actually keep in contact with alex quite a bit um on instagram he's in australia i think at the minute yeah he's, um, he's over yeah yeah um maybe sydney um but he he didn't know the english word ish so he asked me once if i was hungry and i went oh hungry ish he's like what is ish he's french I said oh you know ish you know not sure ish and he's like ish yeah I said, yeah ish so ever since then i called him ish um <laughs> that's my nickname for alex but absolute great lad great lad um when i get back to australia next year hopefully i'll do catch up with you but hopefully I catch him sometime as well yeah that would be good um yeah so i went to work in the mines in port headlands northwest australia for two swings which is like a, a batch of work two and a half weeks of time 12 hour shifts no days off bloody tough and then <laughs> in between you pick me up yeah like a like a fifo wife wife as we called you because that's yeah that's what the wives do so um here there are fifo workers who do what james did but they do it full time fly um, and fly out if you're not sure what fly, that means. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so they work up north um in the pilbara usually um yeah. and they will go and work so at the moment one of my good friends here um her fiance jake is on a two one so he does two weeks on yeah, one week off. yeah yeah um, um so the wives on a typical on fly-in day the wives come up to the airport they're all queuing and then they just pick up their husbands and they go off so it's like a, a really normal thing that you wouldn't see definitely wouldn't see in the uk no perth um, airport perth airport is weird you'll see the general tourists about and then you see all people in hard hats and like high vis yeah. yeah um <laughs> that's what i was as one of those yeah so I've done that for two swings. Yeah, so I've done it for five. I think I've done it just over five weeks in the end. And oh my God, I needed it. It was like $26 an hour. I was doing 85-hour weeks. Um, it bailed me out. It got me enough money to go to South America. Um, but it was tough work. Those days were tough. Mm. Um, yeah, got on really well with the chefs. They got me back a second time. Um, but a guy called Seth, like, he's a really good lad. He got me back. Um it was, a t- it was a tough time because my first manager there was an absolute bitch. Um, I think she half bullied me on the first few days. And I was like, oh, what is this? I don't, I don't need this. But I had to stick at it because I needed the money. So, but anyway, she left after about five days. I think she had her swing end. So, but then when she came back, she went to maintenance. So she didn't come back into the kitchens. And that was such a relief. Um, yeah. But I've never, I've never mopped a floor before. Like, this might sound weird. One of my first things I had to do when I get there was mop a floor. I've never done that before. Um, so she was like just taking piss at me all the time, like not, not in a very nice way. Oh um, but I quit I quickly worked out. This is what we switched on about. I was like, oh, all the chefs go for a beer after the after the shift. Um as soon as they're done, 10 o'clock, 10 p.m., boom, beer's out, around the corner, outside the, the dining room. I thought, Do you know what? I'm gonna just go in for one. And I said, Look, hey, can I join for a beer? Like, yeah, yeah, come in. And as soon as you're in for a beer and they realize you're not weird, yeah, and you're sort of talking about normal stuff, you're in. So yeah. me, Dean, uh, Carwin, Neil, um, a few other guys as well, Hannah. Uh, they all we all start to kind of a bit, bit friendly group. Um, yeah, and that helps me get back a second time, which got me enough money. Um, and I remember us 
um, in the car driving back. So um, it's a three and a half hour drive from Perth down to Margaret River. So it's yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not a short trip. Talk about no. a load of shit. Um, but you were particularly pleased with yourself um, that you could have a full English breakfast pretty much every day. Yeah. So the, the <laughs> one of the perks is despite being 12 hour shifts on your break, obviously you have free food and working in the kitchen. So on the first shift, I was doing days, um, which meant that I was starting at 10 a.m., finish at 10 p.m. Um, that means I had my first break um, kind of at the end of, end of breakfast. Um, but I was straight in for the full fry up. Um, yeah, straight in. <laughs> and then in the evening, because we done our main thing was the evening shift for the dinner. So most people finish work about six. They come in for their food. So I was having a roast every day as well. Roast turkey, all the trimmings every day. And then on the night shift, it switched because I started at 10 p.m. Um, so the time breakfast came around at four or 5 a.m. when I had my first proper break, I was like, yeah, never fry up. It's just absolutely heaven in terms of food. And on the night shift, the J- Jason, the head pastry guy, he was a sous chef um, for the president of the Philippines back in the day. Real nice guy. He done fresh pastries for the for the day shift. So they'd be out about 5, 6 a.m. But he'd let us know. And they were just like yeah. chocolate brownies falling in your mouth. Oh, oh. unbelievable. Um, <laughs> yeah, better crack on because of time. So Perth. Great place, but here's my favorite beaches in Perth: Cottesloe Beach, Scarborough Beach, Rockingham, pretty decent. Um, city beaches, all right. Um, I love the pub, the Lucky Shag. It's my one of my favorite pubs in the world. It's on the river. Um, also been there to watch cricket a few times at the Wacker, but now it's a new stadium. And oh. I need to go back. To, I need to go back to Perth. Um, I just have to do it. What's your favorite places in Perth? Where do you live? So I live in uh Nolamara which is in the northern suburbs so something about Perth is there's a huge north-south divide okay absolutely ridiculous so if you live north you will not consider living south and anything that is the river um you're not going to basically so And also another perthy thing is that anything further than 20 minutes, uh, it's too far. 20 <laughs> minutes by car. By car? Yeah. Bloody too hell. far. Too far. So where I am in Nolamara, it's 20 minutes to the beach, 20 minutes to the airport, less than less than 20 minutes to the city. So it's just straight down one road. There you go. Bang. Done. What's the closest minutes beach to you? Closest beach is Trigg Beach. Trigg, okay. So it's um, just a bit north of Scarborough. Yeah, Scarborough's cool. We, yeah, but nah, it's not my favourite. Um, my favourite up here would either be... Uh, oh, actually, no. There's only one, and it's Mullaloo. Mullaloo Beach. Okay. It's just epic. Breathtaking? Yeah. Absolutely breathtaking, yeah. When I first went to Perth in 2010, I could not believe how good Scarborough Beach was. It blew mm-hmm. my mind. And that yeah. was probably the main reason I wanted to come back. Like Perth as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because Perth's got, yeah, I get it. It's miles from anywhere. Mm-hmm. But the lifestyle of being hot, unbelievable amount of beaches you can go to. Like there's, there's hundreds you can go to. Yeah, it's an urban sport. If you get a car, it's no problem. Um, yeah. 
and I think if I went back now, I'd be a bit, bit more trendy going to like some of the brunch places and the coffee places and trying to find those little hotspots. It's yeah. just, um, it's a dream place, right? It is. That's why I came back. <laughs> <laughs> How was the process to, you had a bit of an ordeal trying to stay, right? Because Australia is not easy. Um, no. Just to give you an idea for people who listen, Canada, um, where I'm now, residency takes six months to a year to come through. Um, costs about two thousand dollars pretty cheap um you just get your points um you've got a degree brilliant um you put your summit your you summit your thing got a degree you got a bit of work experience here you should get in so we're now waiting for our decision but australia is way more expensive i think and it's not as easy way. right yeah um so it doesn't matter if you have a degree oh okay <laughs> what's the main well, thing then if you want to go down the um, skilled occupations route, you can. So yeah. I went to see a migration agent and had a look at my options. So I obviously got my second year after doing um, the farm work, um, got my second year. And then I was about halfway through the second year when I was like, OK, so I, I do really want to stay here. Um, so I need to see what my options are. Mm. So I had a little look um, and thought I could just kind of, I came up with a five-year plan um, and that would have been in 2015 when I was living in Melbourne, came up with a five-year plan to present to my parents and also went to see a migration agent as well, Mm -hmm. um, just confirmed like how I would be able to manage this. And basically I thought I could go to... TAFE which is college yeah um so you get a visa student visa to study um it's changed a bit since I did it because they've simplified the visas now so um you get your student visa I went to TAFE for six months to do a certificate for I did another six months doing a diploma and this is in business and uh, HR mm-hmm. um and then so I met Jack started dating Jack when I was doing my diploma mm-hmm. um, and I was like well we're gonna have to make a fucking decision here <laughs> like what we're gonna do so Jack um was my manager at work um I decided I wasn't like so you have to if you want to go for the whole partner visa thing you do have to have been together for two years yeah. so we weren't at Stage. we were in like it was very early days mm. and we we're just like we're not sure what the fuck is is going on like we like each other but we don't know like what's going on so um I went to see a migration agent they said you can either go the partner route or you can go the um skilled occupation route but what you would have to do is uh go to uni so mm-hmm. I've already done a year of study but I'd have to go to uni um, and they recommended I do it in South Australia because it's much easier to get residency um, if you study in one of the more remote um, right. like Adelaide or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they recommended it. So I applied there and I got in. Um, and it came to the point where I was just like, mm. but things are kind of picking up with Jack. So I was like, eh. Mm. Um, <laughs> So I decided, okay, fuck that off. Um, 
I would be able to do it on my own, but I don't want to, um, like it's a new relationship. I can't expect someone to drive eight hours to come and oh, see God. me, Adelaide, when, yeah. So uh, I was like, right, I'll, I'll study in Melbourne. And yeah. Melbourne is probably one of the best places to be a great student. City. Yeah, great. Mm, yeah, great city. <laughs> Not oh. good if you don't have fucking money, though. Um, <laughs> True. So I was studying um, because I'd done a certificate for and a diploma. Um, I was able to. So it's a three year uni course. And mm-hmm. I knocked off how much? Um, it would have been a year, I think, a year yeah. of year of study um so I only had to do two years um and so while you're a student on a student visa in Australia you can only work 40 hours a fortnight so that's 20 hours yeah so you need a job that's going to pay you as much money as possible um to survive just to get by it so I was fucking skint for years (laughs) so all those (laughs) Like I'd been a student um, in the UK, obviously. Um, so I was fully prepared for that lifestyle, but I did have a lot of help. I had to have so much help from my parents mm. they had to bail me out so many times. And then they also paid for all of my study. So I would oh, wow. say- Very lucky. Yeah, very, very lucky. Mm. It's not, it's expensive. Um, but if you're going from pounds to Australian dollars, mm. it's a bit- it's nowhere near as bad um but if you were trying to pay for that yourself working and living in Australia and trying to fund it all yourself it just wouldn't be possible um so I think all up it would have cost so and then you also have to pay for the student visas which are yeah, like five hundred yeah. dollars a pop mm-hmm. potentially more if you're um what is it if you're actually living in Australia so there's an extra, they chuck on another like 250. Yeah, it's a money making sure. scheme. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that, so all in all with my uh, three years of study and all my visas and stuff, it, mate, we're looking at 30,000 pounds. <laughs> Bloody hell. Is that, so that is... Is that you mean from start to finish right now you've now got your residency is there any more cost no. ah there's more there's more, oh, there's so more. That was, that, that's just to study so then once we once i'd done all of that jack and yeah. i had been together a few years we were like right what we're going to do now is we're going to apply for this partner visa yeah. so because i didn't go to south australia and go down that route where i was going to get my residency through work and through getting a job, um, I said to Jack, if I'm making this commitment to study here, I kind of need you to do a partner visa with me. Yeah. And he was like, all right then. <laughs> if you're going to stay and like work this out, if we work out, yeah, um, then once it gets to that two-year point where we can apply, we'll apply for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up doing that in 2018. Um, so then you apply for it, you get put on a bridging visa. So it's yeah, classic um, sort of on now. Bridging, mm-hmm. and then I got my temporary residency in 2019. Yeah. 
Um, and then last year, last October, um, so I became eligible for my permanent residency in August. So exactly two years from the date that I applied yeah. for, the, for the partner visa. Two years, you're eligible. Then you have to submit more paperwork. Um, and you, sorry, you also have to. So at the start, when you do apply, uh, it's eight grand. Yeah. Eight grand to apply. You can get rejected. You have to submit like a fucking caseload of evidence like yeah. you would not believe to be able to stay and prove the relationship. Mm-hmm. Then two years from that point, you're eligible and have to have a health um, assessment and everything because they want to make sure they're not getting a dud. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I was eligible from the 22nd of August, 2020. Then I had to submit more paperwork. I didn't have to pay any more money, but yeah. it was more paperwork. And then finally, um, in October last year, I got my permanent residency and that meant full working rights. So yeah. nobody's kicking me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in my own right now. Um, if Jack and I break up, yeah. I can stay. I'm here. It's I can study. I'm eligible for a lot of like um, I don't know. So we bought like a benefits house. and stuff like that, right? Loads of benefits. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of yeah benefits to living here that you can only access if you are a mm. permanent resident. And even then, there's the next step is to go for citizenship. Yeah, passport. Um, time and get a passport yeah dream that's what you need and become a fully fledged australian um which is what i fully intend to do yeah so all in all a lot of money a lot of time a lot of paperwork but yeah (laughs) on the flip side you get to have a lot of sun yeah a lot of sea a lot of beaches got a dog yeah afl great sport don't think about look cricket bollocks an unbelievable money lifestyle's great oh i wouldn't um, say unbelievable money it depends on depends on where you work compared to okay. everyone else's it's a dream well okay right yeah well so, i've never never worked like full-time anywhere else so i'm a bit spoiled. okay yeah well, I, can, I can tell you on record yeah so i've worked full-time in uk yeah uh, canada new zealand australia Mm-hmm. In my eyes, my best experience in terms of job satisfaction, money for the job, lifestyle was definitely Australia, number one, hundred percent. We used to get we used to get PT sessions every week, couple of hours a week, um, free um, drinks and food, um, a lot of champagne nights because the company was quite young at the time, and um, very relaxed in terms of hours. Um, you can do as much as little as you want, really. I was paid by the hours, so maybe that helped. Um, yeah. That was my experience in Australia. Um, and I just would recommend it to anyone. Um, I love work my... life, second to none. Second to none. And it depends what you want. Like if Perth is great for beaches, I, I love Perth. So I would go to live in the warmth, no cold ever again, go to the beaches to stay nice and warm all year round. I love Melbourne's a city, trendy calves, trendy um, areas like Albert Park and South Melbourne. Um, a lot of job opportunities there as well. So um, we could spend a week on Australia, but um, yeah, I think we should sum up Australia with 
yeah, you, you've decided to move here. You've made the leap. Um, yeah. I would if it was easy, um, but it's not. Um, not but, but maybe residency here in Canada, maybe a Canadian passport will help that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I intend to come back next year and I'll come and see you. The last time I saw you actually um, to finish off was in 2018. 18. Um, yeah. I think me, you and Selena went for a trendy brunch in Melbourne. We did. We did. Very trendy. <laughs> That's funny because at, at that point, I've not seen you for like four years. Um, yeah, but we picked up just like it. Just was as it was. Like yeah. And Selena's from Germany, but she's got the most Australian accent now. Well, at that yeah. point, anyway. It was like, it was, oh, it, was like it was turning. Yeah, she's more Aussie now. Oh my God. It's strange, isn't it? Um, so hopefully, I'll see you again next year. And that'll be like three years, that will make four years at that point. Um, we could have a trendy brunch, but I'll come to Perth. Within, within Western Australia, so we will be coming to Perth. And I want to go to Cottesloe, I want to go to Fremantle, and I want to go to Scarborough Beach. I've taken you to Mullaloo. And Mullaloo, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> I think we should move on next. We've got some questions from uh, potential audience listeners here who are going to listen. Um, these might actually might replace my travel quickfire questions. I might finish with a few of those, not, not the full lot, though. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll do these because we've got quite a few, actually. It's travel question time. Um, so my friend, I'll start with my friend Andy Woods. Cheeky question to me was, have you paid your debt off yet, James? Now my debt, people might think, oh, what the hell is that? Yeah. Do you, do you know about this? Of course I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say name the bank. One of the very popular banks in Australia. And to sell it off me. <laughs> is it your bank oh god when i was in melbourne decided to offer me a credit card and i said no because i'm here on a work visa i'm not here for another maybe more than set, six months at the time it's, it's probably just before i met you actually um it's probably not wise and the guy on the on the, the chatbot thing that was going on he said hey look just trust me just just apply for one we'll see what see what we can offer you and then then make your mind up i was like oh all right a couple of grand yeah, it won't be a problem I said, look, go on in there. He goes, yep, yeah, just tell me how much you earn. I was like, yeah, I earn this. Um, he said, yeah, I can see you at the bank. No problems, no debt, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. He goes, just give me a couple of minutes. So I was, I was at work at the time. I think I was just like doing some work. Comes back, says, great. Um, I've got an offer for you. If you want to hear what it is. I said, yeah. He goes, we can offer you a credit card. A really low interest rate on purchases. Um, yeah. I said, how much? He goes, yeah, we can only offer you 10 grand at the minute. I went, <laughs> I went what? He said, yeah, yeah. Like, I typed what? He said, yeah, $10,000 credit card. Yeah, get me straight in. So <laughs> uh, he said, yeah, cool. We'll send it your way. So I kind of took abuse of this credit card and I used it properly to increase it to about $14,000. And that funded my South America and USA trip um, later in 2014. So took that, never, never paid it back. And I've not heard anything since. So I think I got away with it. Until you come back, you'll soon find out. <laughs> no, I've been back since um okay we've got a question from the traveling casca how do i get back oh this is my friend Kashka. hi uh fuck knows mate cool answers <laughs> that um you're gonna have to marry someone uh, okay easy as that best <laughs> Best from Zoe Polfit, best place that does a full English. Now I'm going to start here in oh. 
Perth is a place called Dome, who did an unbel- unbelievable English breakfast for $20. I'm not hearing another word about it. No. Oh, my God. Um, so I have one. Um, shit, hang on. Let me find out what it's called. So a couple of weeks ago, I was down in Mandra. Yeah. Um, and there is a cafe there. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully. Oh, Pods Cafe, Mandra. I had a full English, first one I've had in years. Yeah. Proper baked beans. That's yeah. something that this country, especially um, Melbourne, doesn't do well. They just oh. don't do baked beans. Or if they try and do them, they'll do them, um, do like fancy ones and fuck yeah. it up. And it's like, just nah, just get your hinds. <laughs> don't try and, yeah. How, how much was the fry up? Oh god! Roughly, just a ballpark figure. Twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks. Um, yeah. Did you have like bread and butter, eggs, all that sort of, all that, all that gang? Egg, I had the lot, proper sausages as well, like pork sausage. Oh, um, yeah. I did have bread and shit. No, I think it came with sourdough, not like just your cafe cafe style, like white white bread. Um, but I don't eat bread, so it's all right. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, when I get there to Perth next year, yeah, you take me there for a fry up. <laughs> Zoe Polfit also asks, where has been your favourite place to eat? Oh, do you want to go? Oh, no. I, mine, my one isn't in Perth. Oh, where's yours? <sighs> okay. Um, it's from when I lived in Melbourne. So within all that time, well, after I met James, I did yeah. live in Melbourne for a solid lived and studied in Melbourne for five years I think it was oh wow yeah I came back to Perth um and I would say pretty much any cafe uh in Melbourne is pretty exceptional in terms of food but I would say the Kettle Black um in South Melbourne I think yeah that rings a bell Top paddock, it's like become a bit of a chain. Yeah. Um, incredible food. Mm. Kettle Black, that, that brings about. I used to live in South Melbourne, so um, yeah. If my if I was to name a place, um, it wouldn't be a like in terms of a like an eating place. But I love coffee from <laughs> Ali Coffee, which is in South Melbourne. Um, okay. Uh, it's a cafe. It's quite hidden, but the guy who roasts coffee there is like one of the top five baristas in the world one load of competitions unbelievable vibe to do some cakes but not really a place to eat but a place to have um, a, a good coffee so that's my number one recommendation here and I was talking to someone here at Random Cafe in Vancouver about that because she used to live in Australia and Melbourne but she'd never been so I said to her that yeah that's my recommendation so Ali Cafe get out got to yeah. get out there when I get I'll get there yeah um C-A-B-C 2163 Real oh, Housewives God. of Melbourne or Sydney? I would say Melbourne, just because uh, I don't know. I don't know what my reason is actually. No need to have a reason. Uh, there's, just... there's a couple more. There's a couple more seasons. I think I've grown to like them a bit more, and also where they actually live. Like I've been to some of those places, so it just resonates with me a little bit more than Sydney. That's all. Cool. Sounds a bit of a shit show, to be fair, but let's move on. Um, <laughs> same person. 
how did you anticipate to be treated forward slash viewed forward slash perceived by Aussies as an English POC? Which is a person of colour. Right. Um, yep, yeah, thanks for clearing that <laughs> up. I had no idea what it meant. Oh dear. Um, no, we're, it's the race card, brilliant. Um, so I didn't expect to be, I, didn't, I had no expectations. I came okay. out here, no expectations. Um, since I've been here though, people are curious about me because I do look a bit odd. Um, <laughs> but they assume that I'm an islander of some sort um mm -hmm. or a kiwi which is i'm not offended by that it's okay. lovely um and also on the other side of things so that's normally white people that assume that but on yeah. the other side of the um indigenous population also yeah. think i'm one of them and i oh, get okay. called when i'm out in perth city so um get called what sorry me sister oh sister oh wow yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm accepted by all, and I've yeah, don't think I've had any problems since I've been here, um, apart from getting chased down the street, being called sister, which was kind of oh. uh, a bit intimidating by some yeah. drunk homeless man. Oh, okay. Um, not that pleasant, but yeah, I feel quite safe, and I'm happy. That's great. <laughs> yeah, because um. <laughs> Here in Vancouver, there's a bit of a rise on um, anti-Asian um, hate, unfortunately. I think it's got the highest yeah. number of cases in definitely North America, but maybe even, even in the world, it's on the rise. Um, I actually know a friend at work who was pushed into the street and called all sorts. Um, but I think she said that he was possibly homeless, but um, yeah, like on oncoming car was coming and stuff like that. Real like bad oh. stuff. So um, it's great to hear that you've had no problems, but... Um, here in Vancouver, I think it's on the rise for some reason. Half the population is Asian orientated, so Reason. I don't know where it's, it's coming from. But, oh, yeah, people are so basic. Narrow minded fucking idiots. Yeah, just beyond basic. Like, stop being knobheads. Oh, exactly. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, so she was off. Um, I think the police actually caught me in the end, but um, she had a friend with her who was. Um, also racially abused as well so that wasn't great um okay let's move on from that um one last question from your side is from Niall do you have any regrets yes I do um so one of my biggest regrets is not seeing is not exploring my own backyard so like in the UK been, yeah I've never been so I've always loved um Liverpool. Yeah. I've always loved Newcastle. Like, yeah. well, the accent. Anyway. So I've always wanted to go to those two places, two cities. Um, I'd love to go to a lot more. Um, I've been to Wales Peeps, that's by the by. Um, but I'd love to have gone to Ireland and also Scotland. Um, and that's on my list for when I go back um, and also seeing and doing more in Europe while I was there and while it was easy, but it's all good. My parents are moving permanently to Portugal next year. Um, oh, dream. That. Um, <laughs> so instead of flying back to the UK, I'll be flying to Portugal um, and I'll be able, that'll be my base and I'll just be able to um, explore from there. So 
ultimately, um, all my decisions that I've made have led me to this point in my life now. So I can't really say I do have any mm. regrets. That's fair enough. Because, yeah. So I think, um, I've, I've got the same you? thing as well. Yeah, like not not scoring home enough, or even Europe. If that's if that matter. Um, but I'm willing yeah. to put that to um, action in the next few years. Yeah. And we do have a trip planned in UK, like Scotland and Southwest, and maybe maybe some of the north. Um, oh, Southwest. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go and check it out. Uh, nice. Yeah, so for me, it's Europe, and not not taking advantage of the twenty pound flight from Norwich to Amsterdam, wherever it is. <laughs> My God, uh, I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> right, one last question, because you lived in Melbourne for a period of time. Um, my, my mate Neil Harris. Um, I can't tell if this is a serious question or he's tongue in cheek here. Okay, I'll ask a question, but in two tones. The question is, are there any good bars in Melbourne? Or is he saying, are there actually any good bars in Melbourne? Um, in terms of like, are they all shit? But what do you, where do you stand on that? Any good recommendations? Yes. Um, oh, fuck. There's so many. Um, are, they, are they all in the CBD? Or are they no, more like... You, so you, the thing about Melbourne is um the suburbs have their own yes their own little niches like they have the it's not all just um centralized in the cbd so there's Mm -hmm. plenty of cafes there's bars i used to live um in murrumbina um so near chadston shopping center yes and there's a tiny little a little in an apartment tiny little apartment but there was a tiny wine bar that just opened up across the road um and you just it used to be a shop and you would just walk in that was incredible can't remember what it's called (laughs) um um there was a I think I went to a gin bar um in the CBD yes I went gin bar what yeah I went to gin bar I seem to recall that and it's it's all dark and it's like a bit of a not a gentleman's club what am I trying to say like a oh <laughs> I spent a lot of time in the strippers as well in Melbourne so I can recommend some strip clubs okay, um, that's, in, that's interesting that's a whole other that's not what he was asking um <laughs> <laughs> shit um I can recommend a bar that no. I went to what I went to the Berlin bar have you been there no so because it's a... I was I spent a lot of my yeah. time poor or unwell in Melbourne, so I didn't get a full experience. Okay. Well, the Berlin Bar, if you want a recommendation, is a knock-on mm-hmm. bar. So what you do is you walk up the steps, knock on the door, yeah. and they let you in. And it's it's like it's based East and West Berlin back in the day. Ooh. So you can go to East or West and you go in. Yeah. It's like it's really like standard alleyway. You can, it's not on the main street. It's in CBD. Um, yeah, you go up and you choose to sit left or right. Funny story, but this is me and my friend Rory at the time were working together and he yeah. was always dating these girls like every weekend. Anyway, yeah. we normally go out for a drink on a Friday and these bit cagey said, no, nah, I can't make it tonight. I've got, I've got to do something. So, okay, mate, no worries. I'm out uh, meeting a friend anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. See you Monday. So I turned up to a Berlin bar, had a bit of a night out actually. There's another bar where you can drink from syringes. Don't know what it's called. They basically give you like... Um, <laughs> drink in a syringe and you sort of syringe into your mouth a bit weird what? 
started yeah. there. And then we went to Berlin Bar. So I walk up to Berlin Bar, there's me, Michael, Chris, and two girls that we met on Fraser Island tour. And sat, sat down, ready to have a drink. And I see yeah. this guy just absolutely giving me daggers across the uh, across the bar. And it's yeah. my friend Rory. And he's staring at me like, what the hell are you doing here? And next to him is this girl. He's, he's out on a date. I don't know why he lied. He's staring <laughs> at me going, what are you doing here? And I was looking at him going, what is going on here? I think he was a little bit embarrassed because she wasn't the best looking, I think. That's what he said. I was like, mate, don't oh. worry about that. And then... Okay we sort of like secretly gave each other a nod and like walked to the actual bar to get a drink. I was like, Oh, how's it going? He goes, yeah, I don't want to stay here. She's not for me. I was like, Oh God. Okay. Um, yeah. A bit, a bit strange. Give him a little alibi, get him out of there. I think he left early with her and then called off as he's walking back. But I could not stop laughing because as I sat down, I was looking around, like, does that do you get your bearings? And there's this guy. Right. Yeah. Staring at me like <laughs> 20 yards away. At this, uh, at this table, quite funny. <laughs> so that's my recommendation for Melbourne bars. Um, also, PJ Bryan's, a shitty little Irish bar, but it's got good vibe in there. Good crack, cheap drinks by the river near Crown Casino. Decent. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, there's also the Arbory, which is um, on the river near Flinders Street Station, um, which is like it's good in summer so Melbourne you can't really have an outdoorsy lifestyle no it's true it's it's, It's an indoor city I mean Albert Park's great and South Melbourne's got a lot I've got a beach and it's got Albert Park but in the summer it's great but there has got a bit of a coldness to Melbourne though people don't realize and it's not what I would consider a great Australian city for weather and the beaches when you have lived in Perth oh, and you go there, they're fucking laughable. Don't even but bother. there are some great beaches though. And I will, I do want to give um Victoria its dues. Yeah. Um Aspendale Beach, uh Sorrento Beach, shout out to Phillip Island. Oh, Phillip Island's <laughs> um, great. Yeah, penguins and all that. Love it down there. Yeah. Um yeah. So just not those main, mm. not in the that main part of the port, like St Kilda. Fuck off. Oh, Grimaria. Not my, interesting. My bubble was in South Melbourne. I worked um, in South Melbourne. I lived in South Melbourne and I pretty much hung out in South Melbourne. So that was like City Road to Albert Park. I had yeah. coffee and tea there, cakes there, dinner there, work there, McDonald's yeah. there, casino there, hostel was there. The lake in Albert Park, 5K running around the lake. Everything was in this yeah. little cluster like where I am now in Vancouver. It's called Kitsilano. So everything's yeah. there. Um, I love my time there. Um, so I can't really recommend it anywhere else because I love South Melbourne. Yeah. It's a bit of a trendy place. I'd imagine yeah. it's not the most uh, cheap. It's not the cheapest place to live. but um, Not, no. Yeah. But great area. It's all right, isn't it? Definitely not somewhere that I've spe- spent much time. No, nah, it's not, not your scene, I don't think. Definitely. <laughs> no, can't imagine walking around there. Getting alive. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> right. So that's Melbourne. And that's the questions. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll ask you a quick just a few quick fire questions just to wrap that up. And then we'll go on to a quote and then that'll be us done. Um <laughs> my actual question is why should 
um, you convince someone to go traveling, but it's not really your scene. But um, let's change no, it. No, I've got an answer. Go, all right. Yeah. So right. if you're to convince someone, why don't you go traveling or thinking about it now? What would be your wisdom? I'm fucking ready, James. Right. <laughs> so you should go traveling because you need to broaden your horizons. However broad you think they are, they can always be much broader. Mm-hmm. Um, I the, the little bit of traveling that I did do, um, so basically coming here <laughs> um, and then driving. So I did drive to Melbourne um, and back again. Um, but living in the hostel, meeting so many people from all different countries, all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. I came in here with the fucking, like that classic British, like not stiff, up, stiff upper lip, but just like a fucking snob. I'm just embarrassed to think about how I was when I first got here. Just so narrow-minded and so, like, just set in my ways, thinking that British people are the be-all and end-all. Mm. A load of bollocks. Um, so that would be my reason for anyone to go travelling, is okay. just to get out there. Um, yeah, and learn some shit. Okay, that's a, that's a great, great, great answer. You're not private. You're not private school, are you? No. No, thought not. Yeah, um, I find it. No, just a random thought comes to my head that a lot of people go to Australia um, might have a yeah that that weird like posh know it all like ah uh, it's not we get back at home no, sort of thing. No, just I I don't know why. Uh, I think it might be my my dad um, might have had some influence there. Mm. Okay. But just because I've never really seen anything else, never really thought about other countries, always kind of looked down my nose at other people. Well, yeah, because um, you, you know what you know, right? Unless, you, exactly. are to, unless you're willing exactly. to actually get out there, you're always going to think that. That's why I can't exactly. recommend it enough. Exactly. Um, okay, I've got a couple more questions. These are quick fire. You can't spend too long on these. Um, yeah, I've got your favourite beach. That's fine. Do you, do you drink coffee? Also do. What's your favourite coffee? I don't think I have a particular favourite. Okay. Um, but I would say cafes in Melbourne, coffee in Melbourne. It's up there. Can't really go wrong. Least favourite though is Victoria coffee. Okay. Shit. Absolute shit house. Cool. We've got we've got a favourite one and a shit one there. That's great. What's your favourite city you've been to or would like to go to? Wow. It has to be Perth. It's my favourite. Cool. Yeah. No, no worries. Um, your favourite <laughs> co- your favourite country? Is that Australia? Oh, no, I would probably say Greece. Okay, love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favourite cuisine or food that you've eaten? Oh, Mexican, without a doubt. Have you been to Mexico? No, no. and I would love to go. Love to go? Yeah, same. Mexican food is top three for me. But I want to go to Mexico yeah. and try the real food. We all have yes. Mexico in every country, but I want to try the real local deals. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, we're going to finish off quickly. Your favorite party place? Not really. I'm not really big on partying. You're not, no. No, I'm a bit of a quiet life kind of girl. Um, but I would say I had some great nights out in Melbourne. Um, but also, 
back home. London's pretty good. Yeah, great nights out in London. Um, but also in like Bath and Bristol. So oh yeah. Yeah. Oh Bristol. Love that. Bristol. <laughs> right. Have you got a quote? Because I've got a quote. Of course I do. That's one thing I did prepare. Sure. Um, what is um what is your quote? Okay. So it is by um Seth Godin. Godin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Instead of wondering where your next vacation is, maybe you should set up a life you don't need to escape from, I would say. Absolutely agree. So that's basically what I've done. Yeah. Um, oh, I couldn't agree more. Love that quote. I almost, <laughs> I almost don't want to say mine because that's quite good. Okay. Mine is actually the one I put on Instagram this week. Um, so you might have read it already, but it's called, it's not really a, quote it's more of a poem a bit wishy-washy but let's go for it to move to breathe to fly to float to gain all while you give to roam the roads of land remote to travel is to live that's by hans christian anderson and i think Um, that's absolutely fucking beautiful yeah and i think you can do that in a lot of countries not just um australia but obviously asia the whole lot yes so that's it, I think, for us today. Uh, Australia, I think we touched on it. I think there's more. There's maybe so we, much. Maybe we come back no. to it another time for another another episode <laughs> later in the you. year. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think just to finish off, Margaret River's great. Beach is chocolate, wine. Um, no big city. It's all small places. Um, yeah. It's a bit. It's a cool place to be. Melbourne's a great city, but also Perth is one of the best cities in the world for beaches, lifestyle, warmth. Um, and you earn a lot of money. So if you're decent and want a decent lifestyle, you place can to say be. that, wouldn't you? Place to be. Any, yeah. any, any final quotes before we sign off? No, I think that's it. How many swear words do you reckon you said? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go with, what, how many times? Because you didn't let me say the one word I wanted to say. No, off, off. Yeah, starting. <laughs> we'll leave that one just hanging uh, there i think <laughs> i maybe swore about 30 times okay i think i did quite well in that yeah i'll say double that and you're sort of near it <laughs> right thanks come on hayley appreciate I fucking it warned you. <laughs> oh, it was <there's> loved one <laughs> Yeah, thanks for coming on. We'll we'll get this up on Monday. Uh, it's been a cracker. I'm sure people enjoyed the conversation, and um, we'll get you back on later in the year for a bit more Australia um, or whatever's happening next. But I think for me, there's more to Australia that I've not talked about, even like places to go, recommend. So we'll, we'll get you on then. And hopefully, I will have done some more by then. Well, let's hope it's a travelling show. Get a move on. <laughs> Bloody hell! I think all year. <laughs> okay, thanks right. for coming on. Catch you in a bit. See ya. Thank you for listening to my Wingernet podcast today. You can check out my website, jameshammond.org, for all the links to all the platforms for your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. There's also a newsletter sign up on my homepage for twice a week newsletters where I talk all things travel of my last 10 years. There's a contact form on the homepage for you to get in contact 
for anything you want me to discuss to do with traveling. Don't forget to check out my Instagram page, James Hammond Travel, where I post daily about my last 10 years of traveling, traveling, and more traveling. Finally, please rate the podcast. I really appreciate it if you can rate it, leave some comments, and I'd love to read them. Stay safe, happy listening, happy reading, and be inspired.